rolling. It's the Cleveland Moto Post Valentine's Day podcast. Everyone's got their VD. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, and uh, and I got a shot, and it'll be gone within a week. I promise you, it'll clear up. The uh, to my <laughs> no, immediate, you really won't though. Right. To my it'll, it'll have, hang on for years. I went to Chris's clinic. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Best yeah. care anywhere. Yeah, we gave you the shit. Made <laughs> a cleanup shot. Made yeah. a shot in the ass. So to my left tonight is. Dustin. To his left is. One and only Johnny Crone. To his left in a, a very Smith. attractive brewer shirt, by the way. Yeah, mm. beer painted. You, you are literally shirt. wearing the, the thigh high shorts. You're it's good enough to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Smile when you say that, Hoff. And then to uh, his left. The lowly Steve Hoffer. <laughs> and to his left. The one and only Johnny Mack. Johnny Mack. And uh, your humble narrative, Phil Waters. So I understand there's been an addition to the family, Mr. Hoffert. I decided. <laughs> He's choked well, up. Okay. I was riding down the road, and I saw this. It was a nice day. It was, it was a beautiful day. And I saw a Honda Helix at the side of the road. <laughs> Poor little Helix. Oh. And it was so ugly, I had to buy it. <laughs> I was gonna Holy say, shit, you rode it here tonight. Much I, like an, here I can tonight. see it out the door. Much like an orphan puppy. He can't let it sit on the side <laughs> of the road. I was going to say, this dog followed you all the way home. How many steaks did that take? <laughs> How many french fries did it take to get that dog to follow you all the way so home? So tell us about your Helix. I see that it's white. It's white. It's the same color as the PC-800. It's the, PC 800. <laughs> it's the official opalescent yes. white. It's the light like pearl. The color. It's the, the PC-400. And the guy's decked the it out with, with about 25 BMW stickers. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and the uh, coup de grace is a police interceptor. Yes. <laughs> oh, off of Ford badge? So he really wanted to make sure that despite the fact that today he was riding a Honda Helix, everybody knows that he has a BMW at home. Uh, yeah, well, no, this guy had... A stack of 60s BMWs. Really? I mean, he had four or five really? uh, 60, uh, uh, slash twos, yeah. had an R51 slash three. Yeah. He had a bunch, and, and he was actually, uh, we were negotiating to buy uh, that, that one I was talking about the other mm-hmm. week. Yeah. But, uh, but I like this. The, the Helix was the, the, uh, like the red-haired stepchild yeah, in the clearly, bin. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I had to take it because it was the lovable mascot of that whole group. Because I always wanted one of those. Yeah. And it, actually, it rides like a what have you on not wanted? Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I've that, would probably, that would probably be the shortest. Going to steal Joe Howard's line: "If it were a transformer, it'd turn into Elton John." Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah, shortest <laughs> podcast would be bikes that Steve Hoffer does not want. Yeah, and well done. 400. Yeah. And ba-ba, ba-ba-ba. And, and non-early, non genera- non-generational and, Lincolnanis. I must say, yeah, yeah. I must say that I met one of the podcast listeners in yeah, Chicago. in Chicago. So you and went to Chicago. I went to Chicago to work the Zero Booth with... Uh, Which is hilarious. I know, because I... Cause, you know, I'm not getting paid. Because you're not busy enough. Yeah, like, I mean, I just... Nobody you, out of the charity of your heart, you went to work... The Zero Corporate Booth. Well, I actually went to go see the uh, Multistrada 950. Mm. So I happened to be talking to a salesman about that particular bike. Right. Because I missed it at this show. Okay. And one of our pod, <laughs> one of the podcasts... Didn't see it in Cleveland, you know so I'm going to drive to Chicago. I, I apologized to him because he was the coolest guy. Yeah. And I, th- I think his name was Ted. 
Okay. But I, but I'm, you know how horrible I am oh, with names. It, it, so you're apologizing there's a lot again going on. now. I am apologizing again. Well, one of our podcast <laughs> listeners remembers talking to you at right Chicago, and, and everyone Chicago. else just and assumes you know that you're right. I am going to recant everything I said about kicking over monsters and about Ducati people. Really. This guy was so cool. Yeah. He knew everything about the bikes. Yeah. And he kind of like... Did he work the dealership? I don't think he worked the dealership, but he had a number of Ducatis. So he and, was just a fanboy. Right. Yeah. But he, but he actually gave me a good education on Ducatis. Good. And I am really... Hot for that 950 now. Oh, really? Wow! <laughs> Holy but, shit! Step aside, Africa Twin. Very much, and oh, and also he worked in he worked in waste management like I do. Oh, oh God! No, so so you guys had some serious me, shit in common. I give him double thumbs. Yeah, there you go. And he picked me out by my voice. Oh, really? Yeah, that's pretty cool. My voice is nasal and nasty. But no, but your voice is very distinctive. It's, <laughs> there's no doubt. So, your voice I, is your I voice. want to thank him for all the time he spent. I want to thank him for that conversation because, yeah. you know, what? I take back, I, I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of motorcycle you ride. Right. And I think it just, it's all about the person who rides the motorcycle. Absolutely. You find, you find really nice people riding douchebaggy bikes. It happens. Right. And the douchebaggy bike is only the bike that you proclaim as being douchebaggy. But Everyone you else might like it. people on a Honda. Well, I mean, they're going to stab you a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> Far less stabby. There'll be the, a lot less meth involved. There could be. Should be. That does sound like a loud fart cannon pipe on something out there. Um, weirdly enough, late yesterday it was 22 degrees, and tomorrow it's going to be 60. So Welcome to Cleveland. Fucking February awesome in Cleveland. fest down on the west bank of the flats. I'm sorry? There's a, uh, it's called White. White Fest or something, and they have like five. Easy <laughs> killer. No, seriously. It's about snow. I don't think it's about people, okay? It's but the White like, Fest. The White No, fest. they have like beer tents. Yeah, screwdriver's going to yeah. be there. No, they have beer tents. So they, they almost be into Super Sport Pellets because they all get these SS SS Dave Allen No, it's not like that. It's about snow and ice, I think. Yeah. Although last year it was 66 degrees when they had it. Yeah. Michael Stanley is the main headliner. That's true. That's no, true. but it's from between yeah. 3 and 1. Is it really? Wait a minute. Three, three other one. Kind of 3 p.m. and 1 a.m. 3 p.m. <laughs> 1 a.m. Okay. And they have like five stages, and they have and uh, is it fire the west? pits on the west bank of the flats. Oh, interesting. And it'll be like 60 degrees tomorrow night. So it'll be, <laughs> it'll be awesome. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. The uh, Sorry, it's, it's called the not, White Fest. It's not the White. I can't remember the name of it, but it's white. something white in the name. Something about fourteen words. <laughs> now, if you, your, and, if you name your festival the White Fest, your marketing department sucks. <laughs> you <laughs> just quit. You know what? I, I'll look it up. It's I the, know it's something like White. It's the ICP I, White Fest. At least Here the, we go. It's called the Off White Fest. <laughs> the Beige Fest. The beige. Right. The Caucasian oh, Association of Fraternal Nation. <laughs> yeah. If anybody's got a vacuum diagram for a helix, please send it to me. Oh, vacuum diagram. I, Just I suck everywhere. Vector manual for a helix. You yeah. do? Yeah. I do. I need to look at that. You can use it. Yeah. <laughs> what else is so, it doing? That's, that's exactly. That fits in helix. Wait for you to buy another helix. That's just another perfectly good piece of literature just waiting for you to I, make another I, bad decision. What did I talk about last podcast? Yeah. What do I want to make a, a, a bit Mad Max bike out of? The perfect bike a for that. Fucking helix. Yeah. Yeah, you get, a, you get yourself a four or five hundred dollar helix, you're... 
sitting pretty good. What'd you have to pay none for of this? the panels fit right. $500. They're all bucks. $500. I think that was a pretty good deal. I don't know. Two bucks a CC. I don't know. I think you mm-hmm. might probably overpay. I think the place is going. <laughs> oh, it's called Bright Winter. I'm sorry. What's Bright Winter. You were pretty good. A little bit off. White Fest. It's a Bright Winter. It's a, I'm sorry. It's I a think great it, winner. I mean, I can't remember any. It's still a bad name. I think $500 yeah. for a titled Helix. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that's very it's good. It's got 19,000 miles on it, and it runs like a champion. Oh, it's got to $400 for the Helix, and then the, the uh, police interceptor emblem <laughs> is worth 100 bucks. So. <laughs> Extra $100 for the police interceptor package. <laughs> you should put P seventy one on the side of it. Right. Yes. See how many people get it. Right. They'll pick yeah. up on it. You could ride that scooter into the apocalypse. And it is it is the perfect biker scout Star Wars. You know, it's got six to yeah. one compression and puts out this two horse. It'll run great on diesel. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, can adjust yeah. the valves from the outside. Exactly. Rockers and yep. done. Oh, that's a great. I mean, it is one of the it is the one of the best. Awful bikes that you can buy. It's got cap shocks, cap suspension. Well, you know the difference between the the Helix and the Elite 250 was that the Elite 250 was always secretly waiting to kill you because it had the short wheelbase and the suspension. Gravity was really high because yeah. your seating position was so high. Everything was high. So, I mean, you're, you're just... yeah, you're way up on top <laughs> Even of that the rider. Thing. Well, yeah, and yeah. the short wheelbase, but the bike's center of gravity was stupid high. And the suspension, if you got a brand new one from the factory, the, the springs were set up for a person that weighed 85 pounds. And if you put any kind of real human being on it, any bump at all would bottom them right out. They're just horrible suspension. So when they did the Helix, by stretching, that, by switch, stretching the wheelbase another 47 inches, they made the thing actually track predictably. Yeah, a 64-inch wheelbase. The thing is long and low. It is long. And it's it got, is long. It's, got, a, it's yeah. got like an 8-inch disc brake yeah. on the front. Yeah, it does. It's a barca lounger. Yeah. Yeah. And yours is early, so it still has the small wheels. Right. Right. And you know Later what? on, they change the wheels care. and make it bigger. I like it. Yeah. I, I think the thing's fun. Yeah, they are. Well, Kevin, our mechanic at the other store, every time we get one in for service, he always gets very, very excited about it. And we had a couple that we had somehow, you know, through bad trades, it ended up with them. And we'd go through them and make them work right and check them all out and sell them off. And Kevin was always like, well, do we really have to sell this one? Yeah, I fucking, you don't name the chickens, motherfucker, you know. <laughs> you don't name the That's how we eat. <laughs> You've been really good at that lately. But it's got a huge uh, trunk. A lot of chickens. A lot of chickens. And that, I enjoyed the trunk today, and I could throw my coat in there. It was so warm, I threw uh, my coat in there. Yeah, I have that Piaggio Hexagon, which is like the Italian version of a Helix. You could throw your winter pants thing. in there, It's got the too. trunk in it. <laughs> I wore shorts today. Yeah. It's a short kind of day. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the EPA wasn't beating me up all day. The, uh, really? Because I thought they were going to disband the EPA under the new administration. Well, they're, I'm they're, I think they're trying to get their licks in. Oh, they're trying to get their uh, licks in now. Yeah, I got you. The uh, so while we're thinking about uh, motorcycles and and all motorcycle things related, how do you like your eggs on the outside uh, of the chicken? A man should not ask another man about his <laughs> what eggs. What do you say? His huevos. <laughs> um, on the outside of the chicken, usually that's good. Yeah. It's a good start. Put that away. Get that the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, not to change the subject. I do like my eggs. I do like my eggs scrambled. Well, that's the one reason bring that up. Yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. It's funny that you would bring that up because John has eaten a few steaks in the in the morning with me. So scrambled I raise, eggs. I raise chickens. Yeah, and sometimes they lay an egg without a shell. <gasps> yeah. 
was no. It comes out mm. with they lay a hard boiled egg. No, it's an egg with just a membrane. It, and no, it doesn't lay up a shell on it. For some reason, it drops out before it lays a shell on it. Wow. wow. It's the most oh. bizarre thing you've ever seen. And you're like, what the f***? So, <laughs> so what do you do, do you with them? them? I don't know. I saw, I've only gotten like two in yeah. in like 15 years of um, of having chicken. Chicken husbandry. <laughs> yeah, chicken husbandry. <laughs> <laughs> do you eat your chickens? Huh? Do you eat your chickens? No. Only the cute ones. Fifteen-year-old chickens before, because <laughs> they lay eggs. Well, they stop laying eggs after a year or two, right? I know, but they still scratch around and they still hang out. So, <laughs> so really, what you have is you have really bad cats. Yeah. <laughs> They're like the worst ever. They pet. they clean up Steve's backyard. So they only lay eggs for a couple years, chicken. right? Right. I had a talking chicken that would say hello to you. I have a finite oval. And it would actually say, hello. "I would say hello, chicken," and the chicken would say, "Hello." No, it was what? like really bizarre. I, I would. I, I, I cut his head. That's first. a lot of mushrooms. That, 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 that might have been the. That might have been the weed. That might have been the first. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. The, I think <laughs> might have been the, the poop weed. plant you're working that at. Might have affecting been. your brain. Yeah. That's a. That's a lot. Chop. Of, Hello, a, Stew. <laughs> I talked about raising chickens. Who's gonna open this can of worms? The first thing out of Piper's head was I, I told her that they only lay eggs. She's like, "Ooh, maybe we could have the record chicken running around with his head cut off." And I was that, was, like, that was your your daughter's <laughs> my default. My daughter, ten year old daughter, default was, oh, we can go for the record chicken running no. around without his head cut off. But Mike, you've been watching. My God, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. the weasels eat their assholes and eat right through them. The foxes just kill them all and piss all over them. I mean, I've had so many dead chickens. Really? From all these out in Oberlin? <laughs> yep. Wow. <clears throat> the raccoons just kill them. The possums eat the little ones. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's uh, so many uh, So, predators. you know, it is a fact that the chickens 22? are right at the bottom of the food chain. Huh? You, you need a 22. Yeah. No, that's actually killed, really You know how many things I've killed? 12. Many. <laughs> I've weighed so many. I mean, I've killed everything that you could possibly kill. A horse? Not yet. <laughs> yeah. This is 100. No, I mean predators, like small oh, really? predators, like small, that's like good. dog-like predators. Raccoons, possums, everything. No, 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 no. Dog-like. So, so. Uh, like coyotes. Yeah. 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 What about yeah. snakes? Are there any snakes that have eaten your chicks or anything no. like that? Like a big. No snakes. Rhinos. I shot a, I shot a possum right through the eye. My son was standing there. I shot it right <laughs> through the eye, and he's like, "Oh, that was so cool." <laughs> I could watch kill shot videos of people taking care of pests. For hours. Really? Oh, I mean, guys with like air rifles with a camera set up on their scope and everything, really? huh. ta- taking out starlings like left and you know, just, poof, and then they slow it down. It's like slow motion. You see the pellet coming, and then <laughs> we need to get you a better job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this job has had some adverse effects on you. <laughs> taking out rabbits, like oh, they flip up. And I've been watching. I'm spending out like all these nights watching World War Two. Training films nice. that are like how to assemble, how to field assemble your P forty seven Lightning because it comes in crates and it's a forty five minute video, well, film airplane, airplane. How to assemble it? How to assemble it? Can I order one of those? So, 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 so it comes in three boxes. So Gunter has the uh, the wrenches. Yeah, well, it comes with everything. The three boxes show up ah. in the back of trailers, and you need the, and, and no part of the buffalo gets wasted because even the boxes. For even the crate is used to build a basically a, a platform. A jig. That, yeah. Yes, a jig that the plane is constructed on. 
So, and now I've told you German way too efficiency? much. No, no, this is now American. You have to kill everybody. Now you have to kill everybody in the uh, podcast audience because right. you divulge too much information. I've given you far too much information. Not but fair. it is like I'm watching all these videos about these are all training videos for like how to uncrack, un, how to unpack and put your M4 Sherman tank into service. So, like, you know, all the things that you would have to do. And it's remarkably, remarkably genius the way that our War Department built something but then took it apart and made it shippable so that you could literally boat ship or truck ship an airplane. You could and, then, and then there's the F-35. Is that the F-35? Oh, the new one. The, the, new, the, the new one that kills all the pilots. Over well, budget. Yeah, over yeah, yeah, well, it's... Uh, uh, we had the Bradley fighting vehicle. We somehow survived that, too. Well, and <laughs> I, I know you were... The, the military is known for... The Department of Defense is known for some, a certain boondoggle here and again. <laughs> That's it. I know you were in the military, so I mean yeah. no offense here. But uh, the whole reason why they make those vehicles like that and they engineer them like that is because they have to cater to the almost lowest common denominator. Um, I would say if you watched this video... If you on video, if you watch this film, this 35-minute film or 40-minute film on how to assemble this fucking goddamn 450-mile-an-hour airplane with the number of cables and fasteners and pulleys and shit that needs to be put together, when you think you get left wing in a box, right wing in a box, fuselage in a box, and you got to pull the motor and strip the motor and pull the plugs and go through the whole thing, um, honestly... Probably a fairly intelligent person by the time you get done building your seventh or eighth one, uh, and that's kind of cool. I mean, it's it's just neat when you think about what what would you do if your <clears throat> your car came in four boxes you. <laughs> and you had to assemble it. It's one thing. I mean, car drives on the fucking road. This is an airplane, and not just an airplane. It's a fucking fighter, you know. And Elon Musk says that, that should you right. should drill yeah. under the ground instead of having flying cars. Is that Elon Musk. Just seems oh, yeah. like seems like it's hard to go through dirt. What Tesla? Yeah. Is that the guy that wants underground, like thirty layers of underground roads? I have no of idea. Going, having flying cars. I don't know anything about that. that. Don't know anything about it. Well, he's developing the Hyperloop. So the Hyperloop. Hyperloop, Hyperloop which is well, that could be above ground or below ground. It's essentially you're a spitwad in a Futurama, strong. a system of tubes. So they use air pressure to move you through a tube. It's yeah. like the old system where they would send Pneumatic. like messages. Yeah. Through the tubes yeah, and the pneumatic tubes. Yeah. Come on, man. You were all kids. You all went to the bank. Yeah. They still have them in Do not ship quarters. <laughs> Do, not ship quarters. <laughs> Do not put more than $10 worth of change in this tube, or it will kill the person on the receiving end. More $480 worth of pennies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So somebody came in and tried to pay their water bill with $480 worth of pennies, huh? Oh, well, they did. Oh, they did pay it with $480 worth of pennies. They might actually still be there now. <laughs> Holy shit. I hope that... That's all I can comment on. I just there. hope that whoever was the working... money for it, because the coppers were twice as much as the pennies that they're paying for. Yeah, but the pennies... Yeah, zinc. pennies are made out of copper anyway. Uh, well, the they're older lightly, ones are, but I mean, yeah. are they going to have all new pennies in there? I don't care. The whole thing is just, I would, if the person was trying to prove a point by bringing in an ass, a metric ass ton of pennies, then I would make them count them. I would make them provide them to me rolled so that the Brinks guy could pick them up. Well, they gave me a ticket mm-hmm. when I was in college at 6.01, and it was... At six o'clock, you didn't have to pay for parking. Oh, really? At six o one, six o'clock, I ran into class. I was late. The guy gave me a ticket, and I paid for pennies. Yeah, I I mean, I paid for my ticket in pennies. Sure, although they were soaked in urine. 
<laughs> Steve. Way to pay it forward. <laughs> Way to pay it forward. Was, was that an accident? <clears throat> yeah, I was incontinent at that yeah. moment in my life. Yeah, he pissed himself from lifting up $200 worth of pennies. <laughs> Blew his seal. I think it was only 25 bucks. Yeah, okay. Well, that's all right. I brought him in a shoebox, and they're all green. You oh, man. <laughs> Welcome you, to ammonia. You taught him a lesson. Oh, boy. Uh, I didn't count them. Yeah. Basically, it was 480 rolls of pennies. Yeah. Yeah. Brought them in. He had to order them from the bank, obviously. Oh, yeah. Because it was in right. four milk crates. Right. Like, 480 rolls of pennies would be like, $240. Yes, it's rolled. Yeah. Do you have your account number written on each roll? No. Then you better do that. You'll have to do that. You'll have to do that. Oh, okay, man. I'm going to do that. Good. See you tomorrow. And I left. Yep. And that was best to get away from that asshole. Yeah, because I mean, I understand the point. He's unhappy paying his bill, but you know, it seems like he's putting himself to a lot of fucking pain in the ass just to make your life hell. Well, you use the water, so you should pay for it. I, well, in in any case, no, I mean, I'm just saying, if it, he's it, got a bill, he's supposed to pay his bill, and if he wants right. to pay the bill in pennies. That doesn't make him anything other than a stooge. I'm not the one to talk to at this point in life about that. I have a septic system, yeah. and yet I have to pay extortion of $90 a year for a permit to use it. To use your own septic service. And Cuyahoga County sends me... Stormwater? A stormwater fucking bill. <laughs> it's people like Steve. That you can get that taken off. No, I, I disagree with this. your... Uh, it doesn't but your gunners don't go in the ground. Right. Just run them out into your yard. They don't. They just yeah, go but in Lorraine County, you can't do that. Right. In Lorraine County, they assess right. your house. That's right. Yep. And the, and yes, the problem do. with that... They use a satellite yeah. image. No, the, the problem the with roof. that is that they do not do anything with that money except yeah. have a department that uses that money to pay salaries. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, well... It's bullshit. Well, and well, the reason, you know why? The reason they did that is because people are putting in low flush toilets. Right. And so they're not getting the water revenue, so sure. they needed to find a new revenue source. They're going to bring in more water, by God. How does, this, how does this have anything to do with the motorcycles? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, once again, so what kind of grass of grass of really, grab, really grabs my gears. So anyway, tonight we want to talk about scramblers again. Yeah, again. Yeah, that's where the eggs came from. Yeah. That's what yeah, I was exactly. saying. <laughs> and we go back to chickens. Yeah. All right, so the, the reason I want to talk about scramblers is... There seems to be no getting away from this thing. I would say it has not eclipsed Cafe Racer yet. Really? But it is starting to linger <laughs> really? along. It's getting there. Yeah. It's it much... depends on how tight you wear your pants and what kind of shoes you wear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Numbnuts choppers are kind of... <laughs> <laughs> the scramblers are on their way up and the Cafe Racer's on their way down. I think that's yeah, a Yeah, the, the hipster no front brake chopper, though, I think is starting that to take over. That is on the right. Really? The hipster yeah. no front brake Considering chopper. Eighty percent of your braking is in your front wheel. Well, you can't tell them that. The, uh, they, they don't want. They'll disagree. With they you. don't want to hear it. And if it's, you know, if you're reading Dice Magazine, you probably already removed the front brake off your XS 650. So, the uh, you made it a rigid. You took the front brake off, and now you're cool. You bought a four hundred dollar wallet. Your spine's gonna pay for it. Yeah. You're forty. It's not your spine that's gonna pay for it. And you're it's, gonna crash because it takes about forty feet for you to actually stop. <laughs> it takes forty feet of travel at sixty miles an hour for you, for your human body to leave the seat and get to the front where the front brake is supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> there's, I mean, that's one of those things. I cannot believe the consistent level of popularity that has 
remained in the I am a historian, librarian, guardian of the vintage chopper genre. And therefore, dun, dun, dun. I am going to remove safety devices from my vehicle and live that, quote, lifestyle. Well, at least to have a soft tail. An extremely expensive <laughs> homage. Live free and die. Well, but the thing is, it's an homage. This is all a tribute. That's all this is, is a tribute. None of it's new. In 1972 or 1968, that shit was new. That was new. Nobody had done that shit before. That was fresh. Hmm. And, yeah, go ahead. But now it's old school. That's what I'm saying. Which is a new kind of cool. Well, but it's not. It's it's an homage. It's, it's a tribute. It's, it's retro. Old school is the way it was old, yeah. but even better. Well, actually, but being better by being worse, because every time I do look at photographs and I dust out my old Iron Horse magazines, those bikes did have aviation brakes on them. They did have a disc brake on the front. They did have a spool brake mm-hmm. on the front, right? And so as coked up and fucked up and doped up as they were in 1972... Those rickety-ass death choppers did have a way to slow the motorcycle down when you were backing it out of your pickup truck on a ramp. (laughs) Whereas modern homage throwback chopper, they forgot that. Like, Well, how about the lack of a front fender so that when you're riding, you have a brown stripe right down Uh, the middle of your forehead? Well, I mean, this is the point. The, The point being that... Just need a bandana for that. The removal of that around the forks, you're all right. And that totally works too, by the way. You know, you put a bandana around your front forks, you don't get a drop of water on you. you Said nobody ever. You get water on you, but you don't get the rooster tail. (laughs) No, it's not a laser beam anymore. It's now a spray. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's the difference between shooting the garden hose at your face and running through the spring. Putting it on mist. So you have a brown line up your back, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. But I guess. Scrambler has, and I think you're absolutely right, the hipster chopper trend or fad or the revival or whatever you want to call it, homage, the tribute, um, that whole thing puzzles me to this day, and I've ridden a bunch of them, and I just don't, I don't get it. Um, if well, I was building my own tomorrow, it would have breaks. Let's talk about Scrambler as a working concept. Yeah, let's so, do that. So a quick definition, like, what would we consider a Scrambler? A Scrambler is basically a street bike, mm-hmm. but we've added maybe high pipes. Mm. maybe a di- high pipes. High pipes is about it, maybe a different set of tires. What I was going to say is a Scrambler is a street bike that has aspirations of someday leaving the street. And maybe we don't get much of it here because around this part of the world, the transition from the asphalt that we ride to work on and a place where we might go play is the difference between literally asphalt and deep fucking mud. I agree with you 100% of it. I was thinking of that same thing. Geographically, where we are... A scrambler, I mean, what good would it be? Now, if you live out in California, Absolutely. where you can go, you know, blow out into the desert, you know, yeah. you can take a road, take the highway and go out into the desert and do some, desert. you know, like mm-hmm. light, just light sandy road mm-hmm. riding or something mm-hmm. like a desert sled kind of scrambler type experience. Then the sled was really the word sled when they when they brought that out. That was mostly to say that it was a way to traverse the desert at extremely for its day high speeds. Yeah, and. It was a way to get more 
velocity than your standard 250 cc or 125 dirt bike could offer especially and you did that by using a 650 motor well, especially if you get into like heavy sand mm -hmm. like a little horsepower is very helpful because i mean <laughs> sure is i mean try riding a little bike through it's some better sand to dance than dig <laughs> yeah. and, but then you have your levels yeah. too you have your uh you have your street mm -hmm. your scrambler yep your enduro yeah and your full dirt yeah and the line between like enduro and scrambler is is almost kind of getting blurred it is absolutely <clears throat> because and an enduro back then was a uh, i mean like an, uh, so an sl350 like yeah sl yeah an sl350 versus uh, a cl350 exactly. which had high pipes the sl but the even SL an sl350 is a huge advantage over let's say CL seventy seven. Right. So right. this is three oh five. So right. that was one of the first right. scramblers. Yeah. Was the CL seventy seven? Which I'll just go because one of your questions or one of the topics was no. which is your favorite. That's my favorite. Right. Is the the CL seventy seven? CL seventy seven right. three oh five. And I know that we've been to a million motorcycle shows together, mm -hmm. and the CL seventy seven, we're all very adept at spotting superhawks and, and dreams. You know, if you ever want to know where the superhawk is, find the dream and look to the left. You see the Honda Dream, and you look to the left, and there's the Superhawk, because they travel that way. But it's only the rare occurrence when a CL77 Scrambler shows up, and you all go, oh, oh that's a CL77 Scrambler. Oh. And what difference the location of the pipes make? Because really, the rest of the motorcycle's pretty it's the same motor. Same motor, relatively the same frame. And yeah, the gearing. I mean, the you would gas tank's different. The gearing, seat's though. different. But basic geometry, though, I don't think is any different. The wheelbase no. is about the same. About the same. Things that, you know, yeah. This, I think the suspension, the travel and the suspension is not any better. It's not any better. Right. But to me, an adventure right. is yeah. a scrambler. I mean, well, yes, when you look absolutely. at it, because there's not that much. And an adventure absolutely. bike doesn't really give you that much of an yes. advantage. An adventure bike is definitely. I like that. The that spirit is. of a scrambler is alive and well in every adventure bike. Yeah. Whether you're talking about your Stelvio, a GS 1200 is not a throw-around motocross right. bike. Exactly. You know, and you may say yeah. you can drive it anywhere and ride it around the world, yeah. but I personally would have maybe wanted a KLR and some of those places across <laughs> Mongolia yeah. and stuff like that. And I guess, oh, yeah, no, go, go ahead, go ahead, ahead, fire away. No, because that's what you see. That's what's coming out now, and even in the small displacement, mm -hmm. like the Versus 300. Yep. They, that is, in the spirit of the scrambler. You know, in all these SV650, that's a spirit of a scrambler. <clears throat> but, I mean, not, not, not SV650. No, v -Strom. I mean, I mean uh, uh, v strom v strom Yeah, v strom but, but, I mean, it's in the spirit. Right. It's of, a perfectly capable street bike with light modification meant to go off-road lightly. Right. And not then Honda really bike. took it. I think Honda took it. I mean, <clears> not to break the With the CB500? Well, the CB500, but the, yep. they have modifications to they have uh, like aftermarket kits mm -hmm. that make that into a true scrambler. Sure. I mean, they give you more suspension. They give you uh, uh, adjustable suspension, so you right. can, and they give you like two more inches of ground clearance, right. and and that actually takes that CBR five hundred into a different level. I mean, like a, a step above just a street bike that could be like that you would consider think, driving on sand. And you've touched on the real the shortcoming of a scrambler. It might not necessarily be the motor or anything, but it's the lack of any more suspension than a street bike. Right. If you give it more suspension, then it probably would make a lot. It wouldn't be too bad. You could go over rough. You could go through rough yeah. terrain. And, and I think that's exactly it. I think that the real definition for me, what a scrambler would be, would just be a street bike that's been lightly modified to be able to go into a non 
hostile dirt environment. A lot, you know, a place where you wouldn't actually need a purpose-built dirt bike. Why do they have high pipes? Well, so you don't burn leaves when you get into a pile of them. Well, so you don't smash. So you have a little bit yeah. more clearance. A little more clearance. Yeah, you're not actually yeah. tearing up your mufflers and yeah. beating them off the rocks and yeah. stuff. It is a very. They might have an off uh, off roadish handlebar with a crossbar on yep. it or something like that. Absolutely. See, yeah, I went. I went the opposite direction. I took a perfectly good dirt bike. Mm-hmm. And, I made it into a street bike and got a reasonably okay street bike out of it. Right. And that's t- yeah, but you still have the suspension, though. Right. Yeah. So it's different going from a dirt bike right. to a street bike. Because and supermos have always yeah. been, if you ever watched any of when the concept came out with superbikers and all that old stuff in the 80s that was really fun to watch, you know, these were dirt bikes that had street tires on them, or they were street bikes that had dirt bike, dirt bike tires on them, and they ran them on a course that was predominantly dirt but hard-packed, and also... All of the flat trackers, all the dirt track bikes and stuff for ages, everybody who's ever built an XS650 flat tracker or a Harley-Davidson flat tracker. Oh, that's that's like NASCAR for It is. For, for motorcycles. It is. If you've, if you've never watched Supermoto Racing, I highly recommend it. Supermoto it is, Racing is totally entertaining. It is absolutely mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. It's a blast. And it really is fun. And like European style has jumps and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So does yeah, US. So do we not. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 US has jumps now. Yeah, it's been are. a while. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. It's been. Yeah. But no, that, it's, it's well, that it's European racing that spawned that spawned the term super motard uh, is that. I mean, it's really exciting and it's fun to watch. Well, it's kind of like we can do rally racing now too, which was illegal mm-hmm. in the U.S. for a long time. But that's so, why there's a whole. But there's now there's a. a Genre of bikes coming out yeah. that do like I mean like your DRZ yeah that is a step above a Scrambler the, oh no yeah the rally, oh like no the huge step above or a CRF two thirty well these are perf- these, these are, are these are a step above these are purpose built yeah, dirt bikes yeah. well yeah. if we're gonna talk about Scrambler should we talk about the hair Scrambler and was the a scrambler mm. meant to be ridden in a hair Scrambler or at least in the beginning I don't know that's a tough one. are those two related anyway. I think the first scramblers. I think the first scramblers ever were the modified uh, Harley Davidson Indians, the Indians and Harley Davidsons that were modified for military use, because those bikes were meant to go overland, and they took attributes of the street bike, the motor, and the drivetrain, and they fitted them with a more universal tire, and they fitted them with a longer travel suspension, and those. Nobody's ever accused an FLH. Of being, or you know, in, in the proper parlance, <laughs> a WLA, right? Nobody's ever accused a WLA of being an off-roader. But if you watch some of the old newsreel footage and stuff, these bikes were going in very challenging terrain, incredibly challenging terrain. Stuff I dare you to ride your bike across now. Definitely. Your your modern motorcycle, and yet in 1939, men were built yep. different back Definitely. then. Definitely. <laughs> with with <laughs> rocker clutches and tank shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you just need one gears. Like basically, second does everything. Blah! Chris, you were going to ask. You were, you were throwing your hand up there. Well, you know, the uh, Greater Cleveland's had kind of a, a, a news situation with uh, dirt bikers on the east side of Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, that's been going on for a while. Yeah. Well, it, it it has been, but yeah. there has been some discussion about building a a dirt track mm-hmm. in, in in Greater Cleveland for the. Well, let's call it what you it know, is. They're talking know, about building a dirt track in the ghetto. Two million dollars in, in, right. in the ghetto for the kids that want to go out and and for the mayor's and, son. and and ride around. But right. the, the yeah. my my thought is, are these kids oh, going to 
ride on a dirt track. They're going to steal bikes off of Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> which which is part of the issue. All right. and, but the cool and, thing is, once they all show up there, then the cops can come. I was going to say, well, it but, makes but, it a nice, yeah, clean, well-lit place to go get your shit back. Yeah, so <laughs> so as, as, as Johnny Mac says, right. uh, the deal is you show up, you uh, have there to was have. A, and, there, and there was also some discussion about people I saw on Facebook. You know, some of my friends and stuff, and I know these people, and I'm like thinking in the back of my mind, oh, you silly fools. You will <laughs> not be welcome when you get it. Oh, yeah. You're going to show up on this place of an east side, and they're just going to take one look at you, and you're going to take one look at the situation, and you're going to be like, yep. this ain't cool. Now, maybe it could right. be, and there's plenty of situations where, yeah, it could be cool, and there could be brotherly love. When you show up at the corner of hate and crime, yeah. you are going to know... That you're probably not welcome there on your DRZ four. But I think if you give it long enough, <laughs> I think if, if you give it long enough, it's not going to work out well for people coming over from the west side. We're closing down our skate parks. Yeah. But see, I mean, I, we're closing closing down our skateboard parks, and that's a very low impact. Takes up a very small piece of property, <clears throat> and they're being closed because of insurance liability. So if our skateboard parks are being closed because of insurance liability, imagine a dirt bike park. But yeah. the people that show up at the dirt bike park have to have their insurance. Have to on have what? their have to have their title. Their insurance on what? Title for the bike. So the insurance for the bike. Freaking title. Well, for well, a bike. And, but I don't and, have any insurance for my dirt bikes. Well, well yeah. if they make them, if they make them require a, yeah. a sticker like you would to go to the national. Yeah, Forest. California sticker. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Well, like yeah, I, I, I rode in the Way National Forest. Yeah. I was able to ride in the Way National Forest. Well, if you have I only, a had, to license buy, plate, I only cool. had to buy a thirteen dollars ticket because my bike was already street legal and registered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If, if I it's, didn't, if, it's if dirt I didn't, only, I had to show I had to show that I had an off road title, yep. not a street title, and I had to have a, an extra certification, an extra sticker saying that my bike had a tail light and stuff, even though it wasn't street legal. Where do you get these items? Uh, Where do you get these stickers? DMV. At well, you could get it at the park station. That's what so my question at, was. At Wayne, so if I show up to go ride my dirt bike in some national park property, you and can I just, get it all. You, KLR, you don't have enough money to ride and I just, at that location, right? I mean, if I just showed up on my KLR and want to go ride through the woods, so, and so was, you say fuck that, and you end up going back on, KLR on the street, is street legal, yeah. and it gives a little sticker, and you Defeated put it on your bike. And I, I rent. I rode my DR two fifty all through it's Wayne broken. National Forest. Right. It was awesome. I got lost because I forgot <laughs> the map, oh, so it was supposed to be. Yeah, honey, you just wait here. I just want to please. Where are here? I want to ride. Where'd you go, Wayne? Wayne National Forest. Yeah, it's like eighty miles of trails. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna be gone like an hour. I just want to go see what this is like. Well, four hours later, and she's like, where the fuck have you been? And I'm like, well. See, a different see the map's right thing. there, and yeah. I went out there, and then I made a left and a right and a left and a right and a right and a left, and then I'm like, Oops. And all I knew was I kept my son on my left cheek. Yeah. I kept the son on my left cheek. And then it got dark. <laughs> and then it got dark. You went down one road, and then that wasn't right. Hey, I kept back. my son on my left cheek, not yours. <laughs> and I went around in a circle, and then I couldn't find it, and I felt it. finally figured out I had to go up over this hill and then down the other side, and that's how I ended up on the road. And I'm like, well, I can either go up or I can go down. And I'm like, I'll follow the stream down, and I'll get down there. Second time I passed the helipad, I was trying to figure out if it was the second helipad or the same one. <laughs> so Steve has something to say. No, uh, but I, I mean, I look at it differently. Yeah. Okay, so many moons ago, when I was teaching in Cleveland schools, yeah, these kids had like nobody gives a shit about these kids. Right. I agree. So, so I was teaching general science, right. and we we were teaching. There's a unit on uh, Mr. engines. Mr. Hoffer. These kids really were into it, I and mean, we went out. And I'm we sure they were. The cars yeah. And all this right. stuff. And I thought the first thing I thought of when you they took had a second that, to care. 
Yeah, well, I thought when they have that park, it would be nice to go down there and help these kids like learn how to work sure. on their bikes and give them it would. a purpose. And maybe this could save some of these kids. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. if they got into it and they were really into like like knowing how their bikes work and I, I getting totally into motorcycles, this might mm. bring them out of their, their yeah. rut. You hmm. need to write some grant money out of this. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I could use I mean, a grant. I'm right. seriously well, considering that being one of my career moves because yeah. I would love to have. Junior. There's no. Well, I'd love to help these kids. There's no reason. You know what? Well, first rule is that they build it. You will come. if they build it, you will come. So they got to build Cleveland it first. Moto is going to. Don't you dare! The... Don't you dare say that! Don't you dare say that! Don't. I can only lose money out of three holes at a time. <laughs> no, never say never. There was a similar right. program in Los Angeles. Right. It wasn't with dirt bikes. It was with drag cars. There you go. Big Willie. Yeah. There you go. And everybody was like, oh, it'll never work. It'll never work. And you, it know, you got thugs and you got... Yeah. And it, it kind of worked. And it took the street racing, racing community, which already existed, yeah. and gave them an outlet. Which the dirt bike on the street community... Exactly. Already right, they can help right. each other. Guys that know something can help each other. <laughs> you never know, man. And then you know, I don't think it's a bad idea. Community, right? I think it's a great they, idea. And I don't care. I would volunteer to help those guys. Sure. Just Absolutely. to get them. I mean, just to make them feel some self worth. <sighs> well, get them fired up about something. Yeah, that's good. And motorcycles are a great thing to get fired up about. Of course they are. Absolutely. Jesus Christmas. I've been fired up. Steve, you're, since Steve, I was 11, you're the man. Bro. You're so the, the man, uh, buddy. So looking at the back to scramblers. Squirrel. The, uh, Squirrel two. So I guess what I'm, the reason we're having the conversation is, of all the motorcycles I've had in my life, settle down, and that's too many. Simmer down. Infinity, infinity plus one. The uh, I recently came upon a bit of a unicorn, and I got a 1968 Honda CL450. Ooh, scram! Yes, yeah, nice. Yeah. Torsion bar, valve. Well, they're not in the motor. No, I saw they're that. in a box next to I the saw motor. that motor, motor sitting there. I'm like, that's just... Uh, yeah, that's I, we all had the same response. We all had the same response. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm looking for somebody who wants to build this motor. To these two motors, by the way. The, uh, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just... Hey, I'm looking outside the circle of people sitting There's there. a motor for you right over there in that blue bike. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a CL, though. It doesn't have the hot cams in it. So the... Uh, I like that blue bike over there. Yeah. Well, its motor could end up in my CL. The running CL running CB450 motors, you know that one might not have the hot cams in it, but neither does yours. Right? Yeah, <laughs> they're in a box. They're in a box next to the motor. <laughs> yeah. Why did you, Why do you think this somebody took the motor part? Was yeah. it any logical reason, or was it yeah, somebody so who's like, like well, uh, I don't know anything about motorcycles, but if I tear it apart, I'll probably see what. Forensically speaking. Yeah. It has the look of somebody who saw all those fasteners on the side of the heads and went, you can you can unscrew that. Yeah, well, you can't because then right. the rocker arm falls down and gets you stuck it. in there and then yeah. do oh, the whole thing. Also, then, though. Then to time the cams, you have to do a two-man jiggly The chain's jig, dropped. Pull the caps. So oh, the so it's all the way down the bottom. The chains, the chains I can see the chain. Yeah, so I can see the chain, which suggests that maybe somebody just lifted the cylinders up to take a look at the barrels and the, and the jugs. I don't know. Mm, you know, maybe maybe they just wanted to see the jugs and slugs and look and see what was going on, but I also don't know. I know, so, that, I know two people who could do that mm-hmm. easily, me and Ryan. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And you both have no time. So, the way that Sorry. I... Sorry. Right, I know. Right, <laughs> I, and, I didn't disagree. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not... I'm, you didn't... You didn't. You didn't hear me calling you. <laughs> Out of respect for our friendship, I didn't immediately say... 
So what are you doing next week? The uh, I got I got a couple of motors you need to bring rebuild. that motor out here. Put it on the right. table. Clunk. Can, yeah. can, How do you feel about pounding your dick with a hammer? Um, we can do I've that been next week. For, I've been pushing. We can do that next what? week. I've been pushing. We're do doing week. some actual getting our hands yep. dirty on this. We can do that next week. I'll bring it out podcast. next week. I'll bring it out next week. We'll put it right here on a table in the middle in the middle of this room. We'll It'll sit the there, and there'll be bottle caps in it. That's right. Great. That's exactly it. And I'll stand there, and I'll, Funyun I'll, crumbs. I'll poke it with my Gerber. But the uh, but the point is that I have not had... Do dirt stuff. Yeah, do dirt stuff, exactly. The uh, How is it that of all the scramblers and all the vintage motorcycles I have owned over a great long time, how is it that I've never owned a CL450 scrambler? Because they're unicorns. Well, the thing of it is, I mean, it's just it just never happened in your life. You've owned plenty of CB four fifties. Yep, have come and gone. It's just a yep. CL, but right. those are fairly rare. That's the term. There's no such thing as a rare Honda. First, I was waiting for him to say that. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I was, I was, I was waiting for him to say there's that. There's no such thing as a rare Honda. <laughs> yeah. But the four fifty Scrambler mm. is one of the rarer, if you want to call it that. They're just for the benefit. There were a ton of CL. There were a ton of CL three fifties. Well, let's have some fun for the benefit of, of our podcast listeners. CL-175s. CL-175s, a lot of CL everything, but the 450 was relatively short. In. Let's talk about... Wait, how many CL-450s were converted to CVs? Well, this is what we're going to talk about right now. Here we go. Let's talk about little-known Honda facts with your friends Phil and John. So you guys all know the Honda CB450 Black Bomber. 10-4. We all know that motorcycle, and if you don't know what the motorcycle is, look it up. You're supposed to know what that motorcycle is. Okay? <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you better fucking know You what better it know is. what a Black Bomber is. It's an important bike to know about. And as earth-shattering as it was in 19 mid-60s, it had about 45 horsepower for its 450 cc's, which meant that it had the same horsepower that many other manufacturers, 750s and 650s, were putting out. But it weighed... Oh, a couple of hundred pounds and less. And as much as like a Titan 500 two-stroke. Yep. 45 horsepower. Exactly. So they were a 450. And it was a four-stroke. Yeah. So it wasn't and sacrificial. And right now a CBR 500 puts mm-hmm. out 47 horsepower. Exactly. So it's not very much different. No. That's a whole other argument that I've had. That it was, motorcycles really haven't come that far. It was 50 years ago. It was right. 50, 50 years ago they were putting out the same horsepower. Right. It's 50 years ago and it's putting out the same horsepower as a modern With motorcycle. With 50-year-old technology. Today. Correct. Right. right. So... We all know what's the difference that has happened, but the, the the big part of the conversation is the CB450 Black Bomber when it came out. I think I know where you're going with this. The reason it was important is that it could spin 10,000 RPM. And any other motorcycle on the racetrack that it was racing against couldn't spin 10,000 RPM. And back in those <clears throat> days, we didn't have six and seven and nine-speed gearboxes. We had four. And you were considered to be hot shit if you had four. Because the major V-twin brands had three. So that one, I believe, has five. Well, the that sc- one has five. That one has no, five. the Scrambler. No, no, it has four. four. I saw the 71, I think, was the changeover year. Uh, this one might. No, this one's definitely a 68 slash 9. So it's there, a four. There speed. must have been a uh, separate clutch plate in there, though, because there's one that goes from one to five. Do we have a box of parts? So I, I, we're yeah. still figuring it out. So, anywho. So you have a four speed. I believe it's a four-speed, but it's a 68, so 68 is that. 68 is when it could be, it could go either way. What kind of bodywork does it have with it? 
Well, that's a great question you should ask. So what had happened back there in 1966 when the Honda guys came out with this amazing motorcycle that could turn 10,000 RPM, when you all think that we were basically using gearboxes that didn't have overdrive, the idea was the more our revs you could spin, the faster your motorcycle could go because all the racing of the day was done with the motor giving every fucking thing it had. Instead of having a close ratio gearbox, you had a wide ratio engine. Exactly. It's exactly <laughs> the right way to true. say it. Instead of having a close ratio gearbox, you had a wide ratio. And that's true. It gave the torque over a very wide platform, and it did give you this very, very high RPM ceiling. So when other companies were floating valves at 7,000 or 7,400 RPM... We got three grand to go. We keep rolling. Keep trucking. So you can run them until valve float. Well, that might never happen on the CB450 motor. So, and that's because they use these torsion bar, and we've heard some, the British, I think, call it hairpin, hairpin, okay. sus, or like hairpin a, valve adjust, right? But suspension so, of a '80s Toyota pickup. It is, or a Volkswagen <laughs> Beetle. Yeah. So they instead of using traditional valve springs, they use the torsion springs. So they use the torsion rod um, spring assemblies, which means that they don't float. They don't float as easily as the traditional valve springs, and certainly don't float any way that a push rod engine would float. So you have those less mass moving around, therefore you can move that mass at higher speeds. Don't you wonder why they never went to rotary valves? Well, no, I'm serious. I, I mean, I, rotary valves are... I can tell you one reason. I, I, can, I can tell you one reason, because of sealing. Right. Yeah. Se- like, in a two-stroke, it's not ba- that big of a deal, right. because it's just a motory and it's a rotary valve, yeah. you can't. Right. But you can't seal a four-stroke valve with a right. rotary disc like that. Right. I mean, think of... You'd have to have like a, and, and I've tried. To, I've tried designing right. in my head a four-stroke rotary valve. Where we have two discs that rotate right. with a hole in it. That's right. But what they have to pass through and what we have to seal is going to have to almost be like, it's going. You're going to end up having a friction material or a gasket material mm-hmm. that the, the disc is going to have to spin through. That's right. going to act like a, a, a brake and it, a essentially brake caliper, and it's like you're just not going to be able to seal. And that I think right. of it. Like you would think, well, you're going to wear it out. But people did right. do like something that was an actual tube thing that that actually worked, where both ends of the tube were mm-hmm. sealed, right. and it was actually a tube that rotated and around that had with right. that had holes yeah, in the tube. Yeah. And when the tubes lined up with right. the ports, the intake right. or the exhaust ports, yeah. it then let stuff go out through the tube and the right, ends of the, the tube. chamber. Whole chamber was sealed. Right. The whole chamber itself was right. sealed. So yeah. you know what I mean. You it would just. It was sealed in on its the end, so a little bit gas could explode into here, but it, most of it had to go through the tube. In its day, it wouldn't, it, in it order was to also, get, it wouldn't event to the atmosphere. Yeah, in order to get 10,000 RPM in the mid-60s, Honda had figured out the way to do it. Heavy-duty valve springs. Honda's figured out a lot the ways to do a lot of things over the centuries. You know, I mean, they... They have been very, very good. Over double up centuries. Valve they have. Well, <laughs> they made a better carton buggy than anyone. And take your crank and put it on ball bearings, not plain bearings. Exactly. Uh, there's the two mule system. <laughs> well, they did. They did take. Honda I mean, figure, Honda could, well, Honda race bikes, when you Honda talk race about bikes were pushing yeah, twenty thousand RPM in some some instances. That's exactly right. And Honda also motivated an entire country using a little tiny motor that you would put on the back of the bicycle you already had. So we are talking about God damn it I love Honda. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, move the whole move the whole fucking country that just got done having the shit culture. But what's happened to our Honda? Well it became it became a little safe and boring. Yeah. So it became a little safe it and It became boring. too dependable because it, it wouldn't blow up. It wouldn't go... Right. Uh, it wouldn't no, they don't want to... But they there is the Africa t- Twins, Steve. They don't want you to taste that awesomeness. So... They designed I, it so it wouldn't go berserk and kill itself. Right. 
Now, well, early on, when we're talking back and back and back, I love to talk about the mistakes that were made by motorcycle companies. Honda fucked up because the Black Bomber was too aggressive. It was too different. It was strange. The gas tank was shaped like a fish, and it was shaped like a fish. It looks like a fucking lure. If you take the gas tank of a Black Bomber and just look at it, it it's it's pointy at the front and it's pointy at the back, too, and it does look like a fish. Yeah, but look at the kind of hard deco, but not in such a good kind of way. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's like you, there's a whole a yeah. whole slew of innovators that yeah. they don't really see their. They didn't product. get the respect. They don't get the respect yeah. until decades after. Way late. He's right. Way fucking He's right. Way right. late. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful. Bike. They were ahead of their time, so they couldn't sell them. Nobody wanted them. But scramblers Just were like hot. We own right. <laughs> But scramblers were hot. And think about that in today's market. And that term, and, and okay, when you say scramblers were hot back then, yeah. Honda didn't have scramblers. No. Scramblers were British bikes, BSAs, yeah. Triumphs. Absolutely. Right? That was yeah. Norton's. Norton. So buy your DNO one right now. Well, yeah. Honda. The scrambler was well, the scrambler was a really good thing because the in the day, the idea of motorsport took two flavors. It was road racing or it was what we'd call today hair scrambles or desert racing or whatever, but the point is we weren't jumping off of tabletops and whoop-de-doos and double jumps and going 45 feet in the fucking air. Motocross racing looked a lot different in the mid-60s than it does today. You rarely left the ground. You barely ever left the ground. And if you, you, did, le- you left the well, seat a lot. <laughs> but, you but, you bike, but the bike rarely left the right. ground. That's because motocross bikes were just, street bikes would not be tired. Exactly, much. right. And you still had you know, five inches of travel or less. Yeah, and when road racing which was very, very popular in Europe and in England, road racing was hugely popular. But it wasn't so popular here in the United States yet. It really hadn't landed. It really wasn't the thing that people went out and did on the weekends. But a lot of people went out on the weekends and went out in the goddamn dirt and went out and played in the dirt. You know, you'd, yeah, exactly. That's my favorite scrambler, by right. the way. That is. And the Sportster? The 60-ish XLCH Sportster. Exactly. When you look at the XLCH, it's a great example of... A motorcycle that could drive on the street, but could also go out and play. It was hugely in the dirt. What's that? What's that? Rider. What's that? Joe it was Namath tremendous. Movie. Uh, Joe Namath was, was in a movie. Yeah, yeah. And he takes his bike out on the dirt. Yeah. In the, they were doing the the dirt yeah. tracks, and he and Joe Namath decides he's going to leave his gang and and, and uh, go ride, ride dirt Harley. Ride with all the dirt bikes. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> I've seen several episodes of Chips that started that I think that it's called C.C. Rider. C.C. Rider's a, a movie. That sounds possible. Yeah. Right. C- yeah. So anyway. C- so anyway. C- so anyway. The suspense yeah. is killing me. It should be. The suspension's killing me. <laughs> so the, uh, <laughs> so what we're going to do is... Damn you and your quick we're talk about the, We're going to talk about the dealers having this awesome piece of fucking kit on their floor, this awesome motorcycle on the floor, and yet nobody's buying the fucking thing. So they said, the problem is the bike's too smart and our customers are too stupid. So what are we going to do about that? So the powers that be at Honda said, well, we're going to, you know what? Discounted 14%. No. If the whole world's going to zig, then we need to zig too. We zagged and that didn't pay off. So the whole world was zigging. Fuck that, we'll zig. And they made the Honda CB450D. D. And the D was a fucking kit. Mm-hmm. A kit to turn your black bomber into a back Black Bummer Scrambler. Mm-hmm. I Sounds. shits thou not. 
So what was in the kit? Everything old is new. Well, it was pretty much. It had to be the tank. The tank is different. I mean, I've seen a handful of these. I've seen a handful of them too. So it's the tank, the side panels. Usually, it was like that burnt orange color that you see. Yep. And then like the side panels too, because I think the side panel says CL450D. It has like a red D or something. D on it. Yep. And the unfortunate thing is you have to tell all your friends, dude, I got the D today. Please don't tell me you have one of those. No, I don't. And I would like to. I would like to. Okay. Someday I might. I'd have to but, cut your Achilles heel. But in the meantime, <laughs> the, the, in the meantime, the sixty-eight CL four fifty. I'd have to shoot you in the leg while zombies were chasing us. <laughs> in the meantime, the CL. That's the plan anyway. But <laughs> well, the CL four fifty is going to have to do. So short of having that, which is the ultimate Nirvana bike, because I I collect black bombers. Like I've got a couple of black bombers. I do like that bike a lot, and but I've always wanted the D. Do you want me to? <laughs> <laughs> You've heard that here. <laughs> so did Ned Beatty. Exclusive. Phil has always I've wanted always the D. I've always wanted the D. If there, if I've I been t- looking for the D for a long fucking time. <laughs> if I told you there was a good, very good possibility that I know a couple of people who have a brand new in the box D kit. D kit. Yeah, I'll buy it. It'd be too much. It might be. Well, I mean, I probably spend like two thousand dollars for a D kit. Phil wants a D in the box because I have a because I have a black bomber that is the perfect donor bike for a D kit. This year at Mid Ohio, yeah. talk to the Dallas yeah. father son team. You know okay. those guys. I know those guys. Yeah, they've had a number of those Ds. Yep. And I <laughs> was talking with them. And they, Dude, and I, I could take a D for Dallas. They had a beautiful one there, and they're like, "I no, paid two grand to get a D in Dallas." They had a beautiful one there, and they're like, yeah. "No, that's a." Uh, that's a bomber. Right. And Dad bought up all these dealerships back in the day. And he got the D-kits. And we took a D-kit. Fuck yeah, he did. Put it on a bomber. Hell yeah. That's what it is. That's what they are. Yeah, yeah they're slinging D. Yeah. Well, and that's... <laughs> okay, so... Slinging D at Mid-Ohio. This is one of those points in the conversation where we say everything old is new again. Because what we had was we had a bike that didn't sell very well. And so they brought out a Scrambler version of it. Okay. Triumph, a few years ago had a slow point in its sales with the Bonneville and they brought out the Scrambler. And Moto Guzzi with the V7 brought out Scrambler. You're amazingly correct on that. And a lot of these companies, and now as we saw at the motorcycle show, Yamaha with their 950cc bike brought out a Scrambler. Which is insane because the 950 is basically that bolt thing. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like a bolt turned into a scrambler. But it makes more sense. Because most people aren't going to take their bikes off road. Right. So scrambler wait, wait, is wait, just. Wait, wait, wait. Most people are going to take their aren't, bikes off road. Are not. Are, are going not. going to take their Thank bikes you. off road. Yeah. So they want to feel like they're going to. Right. Or they can. Fashion. It's fashion. It's, right. a, it's fashion. It's, it's an earring. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fashion. Right, I I, I I totally agree that it's a fashion move for a lot of people who buy a scrambler. It's a, it's absolutely a fashion move, and when we started playing around with scramblers, when I started playing around with scramblers years ago, uh, the first scrambler that I ever messed around with a lot was a CL three fifty scrambler, and I rode that thing around, and I just said, "This is one of the worst motorcycles I've ever ridden in my life." Comfort wise, well, it wasn't. It, short it was a short wheelbase. It sucked on the open road. It sucked when you're going 75 miles an hour because the bike felt like it needed two but more the pipes gears. Look cool. The pipes did look cool, <laughs> but the pipes went up, and the, as the saying says, the pipes went up and the power went down. Yeah. And then when you'd go, okay, well, I'm really not using it for what it's meant for. It's a scrambler. Let's go take it on some grass. Let's go out in the big old field we have over there and let's go play around there. No, then it was really bad. So it went from being. It went from being a bad bike to a really fucking dangerous bike. 
So the Scrambler in the CL350 wasn't any good at scrambling at all. It still had the same <laughs> suspension travel. It had virtually the same tires on it, the standard traditional tread that was popular back in the day. And as much as it had high pipes, it didn't have anything better in the suspension department. It certainly didn't have any more in the grunt department. And it was just kind of a, a, a aesthetic, a study in the same thing about an enduro. I had an epiphany in the bathroom. Both. Uh, oh, great. Uh, uh, you finally got the D. Some things are bigger yeah. than they that, appear. That, that, that is that Yamaha, or is that... Yeah. Yeah. Yamaha <laughs> fucked up when they didn't ever come through with a SR500. Yamaha R5 Yamaha. or RD350 scrambler. A two-stroke scrambler. Mm. A two, like the Big Bear scrambler? A uh, Big Bear. Why didn't Absolutely. they build the two-stroke, the modern? Right. An RD350 was already a pretty light, powerful Very bike. Very lightweight bike. If you gave it a power. little more suspension on yeah. high pipes, it would have been fantastic. <clears throat> would have been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, it would have been a lot of fun. Until and the motor eventually manifested itself into the Banshee, mm-hmm. which has... Ended up in the dirt anyway. W- ended mm-hmm. up in the dirt anyway and has a lot of success being in the dirt. So the motor certainly can find grunt. The that motor might be a modern-day build. Up. Like, take, a, take an RD a, or an R5. Yeah, yeah. Euro market, oh, there's there tons is, of R5s. In the Euro market, there is yeah. a modern... Yeah. Two cylinder, three fifty. Two stroker in a adventure bike chassis. It is it a two stroker? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow, interesting. What's what's that thing you bought? TDM. TDM, yeah. TDR maybe. Oh, really? I'm not familiar Something with it. Something like that. Yeah, look it up. It Google exists. It. Yeah. And so I guess uh, so. What I learned is this CL450. Okay. Scrambler. So you do not have a D kit. You have a standard. I have an actual CL stamped. A CL, CL stamped, stamped 450. 450 Scrambler circa 1968. You got it. Yeah. So that's after. That's post G kit. That's interesting. That's very interesting. That's almost more. That's sexy in like a 1980s that. way. That that's looks like rare. the motorcycle that the people in the Playmobil action sets rode. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I want the bulldog. Rescue the heroes. bulldog. Me too. I think we all do. I think we all want the bulldog. Adventure people. Adventure people. Right? Joe yeah, exactly. is doing yeah, a good job at separating people who think they want to be adventure yeah. and not being adventure. So at Americade, they have yeah. all these bikes to ride. Yeah. So they have a track where you can ride in the dirt. Okay. I mean, in right. the dirt. In the dirt. On those on the bikes, like the, well, you could take a, so a half twin, twin. In the dirt. And, yeah, in the dirt, and right. it's like a three- or four-hour ride. Instead of taking, wow. you, know, you take that 30-minute yeah, loop with the, the rest of on, on right. every the other bike loop. they have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You say it's in the dirt. Is it a dirt road, or is it through some woods? Is it a dirt single is track? It, is it a... No, it's not It's not motocross, right. but it's like Can in I the take woods. A it's like, it's so it's like, a good enduro it's track. It's a good enduro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can I take the ruckus on I'm going to take the ruckus on that three-hour trip. <laughs> yes, oh, you can. No. Yes, you can. <laughs> but you can't. I mean, you can't take a... It's actually a five-mile course. It's a course that a street bike would never really survive. No, but they have like the pseudo-adventure bikes and... The like the African twin for sure right. is one of those, and they weed you out. Like, have you ever ridden on the dirt? Yeah, no have shit. You they done, weed you. Have out. you done this? Have you? I right. mean, have you ever done motocross? Have yeah. you ever done this? So there's nothing funnier than watching somebody who's been riding street bikes for 20 years. Have you ever done? Get that? on a dirt bike. It's hilarious. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just fucking funniest thing in the world, man. Yeah. Uh, and but I'm, I mean, really, I'm a guilty. Street bike is a, is so much better on the street than a dirt bike. On the street. Well, I mean, and that going from an me, enduro guy. I mean, yeah. I started out on only enduros. Yep. And then I went to a street bike. When I rode a street bike on the street, I'm like, 
Why did I ever ride an enduro on the street? Because it I sucks. Love enduro, I love dirt bikes on the street, though. Mm-hmm. I, but, so do but I. It's not as, but for distance, it's no, it's not comfortable. Yes, for distance, uh, well, yes, I'll agree with you on that. You definitely. are a mile muncher. You, you're an iron butt, and so yes, <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. understand that. Yes. That yeah, but around town, it's fine. I mean, yeah, it's around great town, around town. It's better fun. around. Town. I love dirt bikes around yeah. town, man. But I, for any distance, it's <laughs> not Cleveland just give me that big old marshmallow. 40, 45, well, let's just say 50% of Cleveland streets are rated D or F. Most of them yeah. being F rated. I'll, I'm with you, man. There's <clears> nothing <throat> better. As in fucked. fucked. Yeah. 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 Totally fucked. Four suspensions around will help some. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, and D as in dicked up. Yeah. Dicked I, up. And when you ride, so that's the fun part where you get into the scramblers is if you get into a scrambler that has a bit of a softer suspension on it, mm-hmm. then riding to work becomes a lot more enjoyable because, you know, the occasional curb you might find your way over or, you know, that uh, the handicap access ramp or some pothole thing, they become a lot less violent when you've got a softer suspension. That's or if you've what got... you want a supermoto for. Fuck the scramblers. Why? Yeah. Because a supermoto and a scrambler are the exact same thing with different tires. No, they're not. A supermoto No, is... I'm, I'm, you know what? Yeah. I would normally never argue yeah. with you, Phil, but... Yeah. A supermoto is a monoshock right. monster. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's twelve inches of ground clearance. Yeah, uh, a scrambler is not. That. That's true. Uh, and a scramblers ex- and a supermoto is going to weigh should be of around four hundred, if not less. Well, that's less. My, that's my other bitch. Is that a scrambler? I have two rules for scramblers. One is it should weigh less than four hundred pounds. Good luck with that on a four fifty. Well, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because the Honda CL four fifty weight. I found two different numbers. I'll have to assume one's wet, one's dry. What would you guess that the Honda CL450 weighed back in the day? And I'll give you, I'll give you wet or dry. It doesn't 392. Matter. 375. 425. 450. 436. Really? So it was 436. So 436, and I'm going to have to say, based on where I saw the number, I got a feeling that was a no gas in the tank. Battery and oil, but no gas in the tank. What they called curb. You know what wow. they should do with yeah. scramblers, though, that yeah. would make them more functional, yeah. is put a... I mean, it, and it wouldn't cost that much. Yeah. Maybe a hundred bucks more. Put like preloads on the front forks. Oh yeah! You know, oh if, if fuck just, yeah! Even a, just a preload. If you could have knob else, adjustment, hard and soft knob yeah. adjustment on the suspension, front and back, so you could say that would street. make it more usable, wouldn't it? Of course it would. And, fuck and yeah. so they're so easy now. Just click, yeah. click, click. Yeah, and hard and soft comes up. up real easy these days. Under four hundred pounds with some hard and soft knobs. Yep. You're almost getting into John sounds, Cochran territory sounds, there. Sounds like we're hooking for a girlfriend. Right, yeah. And <laughs> then like the other tires and some dual purpose Well, and my other rule is whatever. it has to be able to do a wheelie in the dirt. Oof. So Oof. it is, and that's a fucking Oof. tough one. Well, like I've been that, trying a few of them. The Triumph Scrambler that we have in the shop right now, mm-hmm. there's no fucking way I would ever take that thing off of anything other than pavement. The modern Triumph Scrambler that we have in the shop a right now. A 450 has a hard time doing a wheelie on the street. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you bet your ass it does. a wheelie on the dirt. Well, that, and have you guys, have you ever ridden the SL 350? I've never ridden an SL 350. Yeah. I would think it might be a little easier because it has a bigger front tire. Yes, and a little it does. Front, your front end's maybe up yep. a little bit, and you can maybe... Yeah. Well, it's got, <laughs> it know, it's, it's got the hotter, hotter cam, too. A much hotter cam. 500 yeah. would make a good Scrambler. Yeah. Well, if you, I mean that, is I agree. A, that could that platform could be used for a scrambler. It was already a flat track. It was built. It was built as a flat tracker, right. so that's not too far of a stretch to make it into a scrambler, right? Because it kind of was a factory flat tracker from the day it came out. 
The well, and SL350 the motor is, is based on an XR500 dirt bike motor, which and is, the front forks are inverted almost XL, XR500 front so forks. That makes a good scramble. It would make, make a fantastic scramble. It would be a very good scramble. The only problem with it is, is the, the to make the XL XR500 motor streetable, they added an extra, there's a sump. The sump mm-hmm. on the bottom is lower, yep. so you lose your ground clearance right. because of that. Yeah. But if, so I don't. I don't think you can delete that. I think that's part of the cases. And if you took an Ascot and put an XR500 motor in it, yep. then Bob's your uncle. Yep. The, but then why uh, wouldn't you just ride the? Finish your aunt. Why wouldn't you just get an XR500 street legalized? So? Exactly. An XL500R was a great, great street bike. Yeah, I had one. Yeah, it's a great street bike. I rode it for ten years. That's the thing. What you get into, and Dustin brings it up, and that's the riding the Triumph around. You know, a modern low mileage. Four-year-old, not even, maybe three-year-old Triumph. The first thing is the motorcycle's very fucking heavy. The second, it's, it's unreasonably top-heavy. It is. It's a very, very heavy bike. As far as any motorcycle goes, for <clears throat> as much weight as it has, you'd think it would be a lot more powerful. And the other thing about the bike is... I baked those cookies. That it, it, was, it was just how can we make the bike... A worse, a worse thing to make into a scrambler, because aside from actually taking that Valkyrie over there and putting a knobby tire on it, it really didn't like the the Triumph Scrambler to me. When I rode it around the grass, the first thing I tried to do was in the grass, second gear. I just said, just let's try power only, no clutch. Try, and this is with brand new tires on it, brand new dual sport knobby tires that the factory put on the bike to call it a scrambler to give it the scrambler look. It did nothing except for dig up the lawn. That's all it did. It just threw just threw grass everywhere, and that was dry, hard grass. So there was no way it was going to pick the front end up under any circumstances. It's going to be first gear and pop a clutch. And that's what it was. It was totally faking out the wheelie. It was a bullshit wheelie. It was just rev the shit out of it, dumped the clutch, and it threw the front wheel up for a tiny bit, but then just nerfed out the grass again and fell on its face. There's no riding it out. There's no riding it out. There's no actual driving it out as a, as a real wheelie. So that failed on that. And then riding it around at any sort of a spirited pace, the knobby tires sucked. I mean, the bike... I've ridden enough Bonnevilles to know what they do and what they don't do. The how they handle and how they don't way, handle. The bike with that way would have to have the most ridiculous... Knob. I mean, it'd have to be like a 5.1, right. no, 5.10, yeah. big, fat, open super block, open monster, block, ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Well, hook up. how do the tires look on that Triumph that are sitting back there? Uh, they're chicken strips. They're gone. Yeah. They're completely they're, gone. Down the center. They have knobbies on the side. Yeah, but the tires are completely <clears throat> shagged out, and the bike has 3,600 miles on it. So what Triumph has accomplished by putting the bike into a scrambler mode is they gave <clears throat> a motorcycle that has a lot of weight and has a parallel twin motor a tire that, by the sheer fact that it's a knobby, even though it's a... They were probably sticky. 60-40. Oh, I'm sure it was For the sticky. minute and a half that right, they lasted. That they lasted. <laughs> and so here's a, here's a guy who owns a scrambler. <laughs> We've all heard that one, though. Right. Before, right? Yeah. <laughs> sticky for a minute and a half. It was really stiff for the minute and a half I lasted. And that's why it's like... That's what sucks about that application. So when you go out to build a Triumph... I'm sorry. When you go out to build a scrambler, are you shooting yourself in the foot right off the bat? Yes. Right. But you can buy a bike that is would be a good functional scrambler, like a CBR 500. I don't know. That bike could be a functional scrambler. Take the street bike motor with all of its horsepower and sophistication right, right out of whatever street bike it's in right, 
and put it into a dirt fright bike frame oh, yeah. and put lights and turn signals on. That's the right way to go. Yeah, but, but, but then the, tor- but remember, the torque I think, isn't down low, though. But you remember, a scrambler's supposed to be 80% street, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's probably wrong. The, but the idea is I ride it to work every day, but on the weekend, if I want to go to the beach or something, or I want to go out and have a beer cooler and a picnic with the girl. Take a CBR yeah. 300 yeah. or 250. Yeah. Take the motor right out of that and put it in a CRF 250L, yeah, that's... and that makes much more sense. Yeah. If you're going to ride it in the dirt, yeah. make it a dirt. And, I don't, and I'm not going to be the first yeah, one. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that I don't love the way they look. I fucking think that... It doesn't take that much to just change the intake on it. Three years ago, I thought the Scramblers were Camaro as shit, and I just didn't want to see any more of them, and I was totally fed up with them. Well, a couple of movies, you know, the girl with the dragon tattoo and some stuff she like this. And She's on a uh, CL350. And Losa Engineering doing a little high pipe number here and a high pipe. She, she, didn't, have a, she didn't have a Scrambler. Yeah, she, she had a CL350. CL350. You know, that's the scariest bike in the proper ever European on the freeway. Mm-hmm. And a fantastic What's that? Bike. That's the most scary I've ever been on the freeway was on a CL350. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, that's blaming on him. It, it had a weird, yeah. like, um, probably had a bad steering head bearing. Well, yeah, they were notorious just, for it. The one we brought in today is a bad steering head bearing. What are we talking about? CL350 on the freeway. That's the most scary. I've it ever wandered like shit. Yeah, and it yeah. was. Did it do with these, or just went like? No, you were just constantly fighting the flat spot yeah. in the bearings. Oh. Left, right, left, right, left, right, but no straight. <laughs> I know all about that. I know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, Get a few more of those wobbly pops and you'll be good to go. <laughs> Would you check out that FP500 you bought from me? Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And but so. Tab heavy, like low, low weight. Yeah. Low, like bearing the weight low. Well, when when Triumph came, I'm sorry, when Ducati came back out with their, their Scrambler, they, it was a beautiful execution. The motorcycle's lightweight, it's torquey, it's got a lot of pep. It looks very classic. It's a very beautiful looking bike. I got to give Ducati a lot of props for making that scrambler, even though it's got a low pipe on it. It's a fucking great looking bike. It's a great looking bike, and, I, and I've seen enough videos of people riding it to know that it can go out and play. I saw a video of a guy riding a Stornello. They let, you know, they put these motorcycles in the hands of the Germans, and uh, Germans. the Woods, and the, the Germans had the Stornello. And this guy was riding it, and it was the only motorcycle review that I've seen yet on YouTube that wasn't a, like a cheesy, like, hey, look, we're in Mandela Delorio, and they gave us these bikes to ride, so we're going to go out, and they bought us an expensive dinner, and we're going to say great things. This guy was riding the bike in the dirt. This guy was riding the bike on disused railroad tracks. This guy was... Did he guy pan was, it? Huh? Did he pan it, or what did he say? No, he said it was fucking awesome. And... You know, and he said it with a German accent, which was even cooler. Yeah. This bike is awesome. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. And I was watching it, and I was kind of like, he was dancing right on the edge of throwing that bike away. He was not afraid to be, you know, going sideways up an embankment with with the back end ditching and fighting for grab on the Stornello. is not a very light bike. It's 382 pounds. Oh, is there one out there? Oh, I'm right sorry. I, I was thinking Stelvio. No, no, not Stelvio. I, I'm, no, no, I'm no, trying to sound, picture what you're saying right. with a guy the in a Stornello's Stelvio, and I'm like, no Middle fucking list. way. The Stornello is the white bike with the red candy stripe in the window. The, the seven would make up pretty decent. I mean, especially uh, especially if you took it a step further. Go ride the one some... I put together. Just go ride the red. Go ride the red V7 I put ride together. Ride red. That's Honda. <laughs> but if you ride that bike, it's a V7 Mark One. I know the bike. I just, ride I've it. never ridden it. Ride it. It's a fucking blast to ride. It's enjoyable. The only time the bike sucks 
it makes the right noise because the Agostini high pipe, the scrambler pipe, it does very well in the dirt and the gravel and the fire trails. I run along the railroad tracks out by my house, mm-hmm. and it goes everywhere I want it to go. It has plenty of clearance for anything except for, well, we don't have big fucking jump, dirt jumps around here. So it goes anywhere I want the bike to go as a scrambler. Pipeline. It goes, it, yeah, it does all of the things I want to do. It's lightweight enough that I can whip it around a little bit. I always wanted to set up a <clears throat> Royal Enfield and ride it through the dirt. Yeah. I mean, it's a big, huge stomper. It's, it's like it's that like bike a, is gorgeous. That bike basically is gorgeous. a dirt bike. It's geared yeah. like a tractor. It's, it's like pop, 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 pop. put a big mm-hmm. high pipe on it. Some knobs. Eight thousand dollar bike. Tear the fenders off of it. I would have. That's an eight thousand dollar bike. Ten thousand retail, two thousand dollars off right now. If you can be lucky enough to find a dealer who still has one, because I think they only sold two hundred and fifty of them in America. So that's one of two hundred and fifty. It's one of two hundred and fifty. Oh, Steve's buying another bike. It's a beautiful bike, (laughs) and it comes with it comes with good like it comes with good sixty forty tires on it. It's not screwing around. The tires are actually made in Italy instead of China. Italy, Italy girls, welcome to Italy, girls. The uh, I don't for a second. I would never ride that bike as aggressively as the guy who was testing it would. And the one that I put together, I put those Kenda. Kind of open block knobbies on yeah. it, which are a little terrifying on Dead Man's Curve. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> I will tell you, you ride, do so. not go into Dead Man's Curve at 50 miles an hour on the Kenda open block tires. You will have, yeah. The yeah. fucker moment. Yes, you will. Soil or something. <laughs> yeah. You'll have chicken strips somewhere else. They get a little, <laughs> they get a little greasy. They get a little greasy. They did get a little greasy. Yeah. It, it, you'll, be, it, you'll be taking a shower with your pants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Hey. Oh, you hey. don't want to break that. That's a loner. So the, uh, yeah, it is. That's a loner. But it's just one of those things. Be careful when you go and make your bike into a scrambler because you're losing all your, tr- your tire. Like, your tire is no longer a leaning device. Well, your tire choice is a big, big deal. Yeah. Whatever you have. So you have to really decide what you're going to do with that. I mean, if you want the look, fine. Yeah. Get the look. But if right. you're going to use it mostly on the road, yeah. put a road tire on it. Put a, put a, like, there's plenty of road tires out there. What did you say? The, the Bridgestone Trail Wings? Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that have kind of a nasty reputation. Yeah, they're they're death. They call them death wings. Death stuff. wings, right? Death yeah. yeah. Death oh wings. no, I'm, this, this was a big this was a big thing to me because I had just bought a set, not knowing anything. Like I don't what I know about taking a dirt bike and riding it on a street could fit in a thimble, and so it ain't much at all. So when he set up his KLR six fifty, uh, I was in the process of putting some a lot of guys street like, tires on mine because I ride. Ninety percent street, ten percent dirt. So that's great. So what you want, what you don't want on off road is right. the di- the angled things like this, and the the trail wings had bars kind of. Yeah, like they this. do. And even some yeah. of the diamond tread ones, yep. like the Kendas, have that angular thing. Yep. But it's not so bad because they're actually they're real open. They're real open and everything yeah. like that. But what that does to you as soon as you get in the woods is those angles. As soon as you lean over a little bit, you have an angle like this, and, and it they, shoots you around. Yeah. Wow. The, the back end wants to become the front end real yeah. quick. So. Yeah, a lot of guys want. And the trail wings. You're better off having like, and everybody hates trials tires, or the, you know what I mean. Like, but that's actually better to at least have smaller blocks. The trials tires are very similar to what are the Italian tires that are on the Moto Guzzi Stornello. There is a big block that is like the Dunlaps have like a big block. Those are the ones that we saw on the R nine, the R nine. Yes. T. God, what the? the, Oh shit! It was the R. Was the 
R nine T. Was no, no it was the R nine T Cafe Rusty Rud fucking like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but it was that one. But it had those giant ridiculous continental Big a block, block every they're 16 big inches. Block tires. Yeah. They're just right. big blocks. <clears throat> yeah. But that's better because they're not angled like that. Right. They don't. It's a block, and so sure. it has edges, and it yep. and it's digging. It's going to dig in. You yep. know what I mean? It's not going to make you want to go slide out. Yeah. But that's, that's why the siping. If you look at a tire that they use for mm-hmm. winter, the mm-hmm. siping, like on on a snow tires on a car, yeah. the siping is. Uh, uh, Parallel to the tire, sure, or, or perpendicular, perpendicular to the tire. Right, right. But if you look at a motorcycle tire, right. the siping is parallel to the tire, exactly, so that you have directional stability. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. In, in a in a scrambler but, I mean, application, the doesn't help you in the dirt though. Yeah, in a scrambler application, tire choice is going to be a huge, huge thing. I mean, the the, the best tire, is just buying one, tires that look sexy, is just not necessarily the right big move. Blocks right down the center, and then right off the center, having ribs. Mm. <laughs> big thick ribs like well Continental used to make a couple of tires for her, like for her pleasure <laughs> yeah Continental used to make some tires that were pretty much that, that design the uh, that that's a that's a strange thing it's the scrambler I don't know what the fuck happened to me and why I have decided that I'm okay with them now I don't know. Some of them look right. I mean, I really liked what was the scrambler that I was like. The new, the newest Ducati yeah. scrambler yeah. is now even higher. It looks more dirt bike Yeah, I agree. It has a high front fender and stuff like yeah. that. Higher suspension. It looks, looks like you can go out and play with that thing. What do they call it? The dog's bullocks or something like that? The dog's bullocks. I believe I can see the bullocks from here. <coughs> the, uh, that's, that's the uh, British vernacular for the cat's asshole. Right. Well, and when I, like you were saying... The, and it looks like a bike that you can actually generally do a power wheelie. Yeah, and those Enfields, the single 500s, those 500 single Enfield bikes, there was a kit that never made its way through to our fuel-injected bikes, but it was a kit that was available if you had a carbureted Royal Enfield, and you could buy it and make it into your what they called six days or trial, uh, trial hmm. woodsman, the woodsman kit. Six days. And the woodsman's kits, they looked fucking cool, man. They just That's looked neat. They totally like the right 21 inch wheel on the front. Look neat. No. A bigger wheel, some yeah. uh, dirt bike foot pegs, no rubber pegs. You want cleats. Yeah. A little yeah. different bar on it, a high pipe, and just. Yeah. I'd, I'd ride that through the That's uh, definitely, and that's. Some ISD six days of. Hell. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I'd take it out on the farm. It's one of those yeah. situations where nice. I look at the bikes like the V-Strom. I'd rather do that than take it on the highway. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, if you look at bikes that are like the V-Strom, and then the logical progression as you go through, from the V-Strom all the way up to a 1200cc GS BMW full-on adventure touring bike, and everything in between, all of those bikes have one thing in common, and that is they feel, they look like they are too heavy, wide, and involved to be any kind of fun. If you want to ride off road, and I want to keep low it light center of gravity. Fun. Mm. Yeah. Light, low center of gravity. Yeah. I mean, choice. and adventure <laughs> yeah. bikes aren't that. No, and it would, be, it would be interesting to see if you took a poll of uh, the Ducati. Uh, Scrambler owners, they would have to be wearing the Wonder Woman lasso of truth and ask them how many times they actually went off-road with their bikes. I don't think anybody's going to I don't think anybody's going to answer you honestly. I think they're all going to lie a little bit. No, but that one looks like of all the scramblers, right. that's the only one that to me looks like I agree. you could actually do it. I agree. I agree. Oh, they're all going to be like, "Oh, yeah, I've had it in the dirt." Exactly. 
Yeah, that's yeah, why I said. Yeah. You, I, I went out, I got in the dirt. You yeah. need the golden lasso at that point. You yeah. need the golden lasso. <laughs> if you don't have the golden lasso on them, you're not going to get proper data. Yeah, you're not going to get proper data. Of, of all I think the miles they're all that I lie. travel, yeah. I mean, of all the 15,000 miles a year yeah. I travel, I yeah. would say that 100 is in the dirt. Right. I mean, I, yeah. I take like a sand road, like right. along a, like a lake true, or something though. that I see. I see a, a offshoot of a road, and I kind of yeah. take that. And it's as soon as it gets really bad, fuck it, I'm turning around. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to dump my bike and break my plastics. Right, and you're doing it all on street tires. You know, you're doing right. it all on. I've seen that though. I've seen them go. Yeah, that's like the new eight, desert eight miles yeah. in the dirt. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Well, and I, I get the dirt trail when my wife's drunk enough. <laughs> the dirty road. No, but if I want to do that, if I want to ride Hershey Highway, if you want to ride that, you take your enduro out and you ride You're your bad. enduro. Yeah, I guess what I was staring, what I was I'm saying look, was, I'm trying to decide what the, the perfect as a one bike. RV bike is. Back of the RV bike is another Settle great. Down, back know. of the RV bike, I'm be- I'm stuck between KLX two fifty. Poor Mrs. Elliott. I was going to say no, CRF250. She doesn't listen. Uh, I would think CR, CRF250L yeah. or yeah. a DRZ400. That's, that's yeah. my yeah. choices yeah. right now. A DRZ400 uh, dirt, not a supermoto. Yeah. Well, street trail. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Yes. Bloody yeah, was A bloody one. Yeah, yeah, how heavy is yours? Go anywhere. It's under 400. I think it's 380 wet. There are places a Jeep will not go. And for that, you need a rental car. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. Perfect you're... front bumper vehicle. <laughs> my, my, my brother-in-law goes out west hunting elk, and they rent jeeps. Yes, they, take, they go beat the shit out. Of, of course, they yeah. put chains on the tires. <clears throat> <clears throat> There are places I put a Costa Rican rental car that nobody should ever be ever again. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, as far as anybody wants to know about the Scrambler version of a car or an off-road vehicle, rally that fucking piece of shit. The, the what was it? BYD Build Your Dreams. That Chinese car I rented. Rally that Chinese car. I would say it went through a solid. 68 mile rally stage, <laughs> and I spared no quarter. I, I, no quarter was given. No, no, yeah, that car had about a 6,000 mile lifespan because it was made in China. Uh, when I bought it, when I rented that car, bought it, I might as well have when I rented that car, it had like 8,000 um, American distance units on it. Because, you know, it's all clicks and stuff. But it had about, about, about 14,000 clicks on it when I rented it. When I turned it back in, it had like 2,000 more in a week. Hard one, so. But, oh, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> there were, there were fist-sized dents on the bottom of that car. But if, they, if the car was ever on its side, they would think it had been cannon fodder. They would swear to God somebody had batting practice against the bottom of this car. Because I heard shit hitting the bottom of that car that I was like, I was like, sweetie, is the exhaust behind us? <laughs> no? <laughs> right on. We're going to keep on doing it. <laughs> it was like when I went on vacation. We spent two months on vacation in the back of a Volkswagen with my parents. So my dad... My yeah. dad... Well, he, he likes to have sex with women in the most uncomfortable place possible. Whoa, no, you mean in the back whoa, of a Volkswagen? No, it was with <laughs> the kids and my parents. So my dad high centers the Volkswagen. <clears throat> yep. We're rocking like this. We're rocking on this. And, and, and was this a Beetle or something fun? No, it was like a 412. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so these Indians drive by in a blazer, like a full size like Dot or feather. or something. Dot or uh, feather. 
uh, feather. Okay. Feather, not dot. And they're looking at my dad, and the car's like teetering. And like this, my dad's like, we're going to look at the arches of like. You were in you Moab. Know, yeah, it was like. Bruh. You were in Moab in a Volkswagen where so they rent like, Jeeps. Everybody's got to move to the back and stand on the bumper. Oh! Got to get car off. <laughs> well, and that's the perfect application for a scrambler car. I had to do that same thing when I drove my Datsun 210 up Peak and Peak. Oh, really? <laughs> up Peak and Peak. Almost, You're not supposed to drive up Peak and Peak. I almost made it. No way. <laughs> that's a ski at, resort, I got man. stuck at the top the last... Uh, because they have these ditches cut yeah, across. They're, they're cut like across. three feet dip, yeah. deep, and I was 5 o'clock in the morning, and then my buddy was like, turn your lights out. We don't know what we see to do. So we're going oh, right. up peak and peak. And you don't want to do this sober. Second gear floored. <laughs> and then I hit the first one. I was like, we just went airborne. <laughs> <laughs> is, that the hold, is that to hold the snow, the ice pack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the water comes yeah. out, it, it runs, it runs sideways. It just run down. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got up, and uh, uh, we hit one, two. And then the third one, we hit airborne, and when we landed, we went like this because there was a rut <laughs> down into the train. And this is with a Datsun B210? Uh, 310. A 310, okay. So that's a little hatchback. You well, know, it was front-wheel drive, though. Yeah, right? front-wheel drive. <clears throat> for people not, who don't know who aren't from this part of the world, Peak and Peak is a ski resort. So he was going up... Ski. A ski mountain. Ski hills. Ski hills. The wrong way. The wrong way. It was uh, uh, 5 o'clock in the morning with your lights out. It was school year. Yay. My buddy was a uh, bartender at this one little bar. Right. And he closed the bar, and then we stayed there till 5 o'clock in the morning drinking everything. Because <laughs> it was like the last night there. I think we had like, a great idea to go take the Datsun on the ski run. So we dropped the girls off, and we're like, we haven't had enough. Dropped the girls off. Huh? And we thought They're in gentlemen. our minds we were going to go down to Peak and Peak, and there was going to be hot tub parties everywhere at 5 o'clock in the morning. In the summer. At the end of there the wasn't summer. any snow on the hills, right. so it's like late, yeah, spring. So yeah, spring. there's clearly a big draw to Peak and Peak. Yeah, in October, uh, yeah. there was no other season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we pulled into the bottom of one hill. And it was you like, take her up, pre skiing, really serious over here. He's like, "You gonna hit it?" I'm like, "I don't know. Maybe I should hit it." Famous last words. Are you going to hit it? Hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> that was when he was like, Well, I certainly didn't think I was going to make it as far as I did. I just no, going, no. And then next thing you know, the dots are still going. It's a tribute to the fact that the car made it as far next as it made you know, it. We're going pretty vertical all the way up this hill. And then, and then so that's, when, you dots uh, yeah, so no that's what we happened. Yeah. We did the same kind of thing. We ended up in a ditch. We got out. The one back wheel was like this off the ground. Yeah. I got out, I put him in, and I'm like, I'm going to get in it. So I stood up on the bumper, and it was just enough to rock yeah. it back the other way. <laughs> and then I told him, I'm like, when you back up, don't stop in the ditch this no, way. No, 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 no. Back no. it, bounce it out. I'm right. going to get it. As soon as you start moving, I'm jumping off, and you back off and don't stop in the ditch. What did you do? You stopped right stopped in the ditch. ditch. I'm dead in the ditch, man. Yep. I lost a shoe. <laughs> I lost a shoe. <laughs> I mean, there was all, five o'clock in the morning. Jacking up and Son put of a branch bitch. under it and stuff like this, and my lost my fucking. I think it'd be funnier if the car was stuck up there on the. Side oh, you of the bet building. your ass it'd be hilarious. Oh, if that it was car. stuck up there. We had it's still there. It. We oh, you left it. it. We wiped the handprints off of it and everything. We were <laughs> <laughs> we left because we couldn't get out. We walked through the woods because we didn't want anybody to see us. Right. And we get, then at a certain point, hypothermia set in. I'm walking through the woods with one, sh- with one, one shoe. shoe. With one shoe. One wet sock. <laughs> Holy shit. So we decided we better take it down to the main road. We go down to the road and then some... Uh, 
a road crew guy's driving a, you know, like a plow truck or whatever. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, what happened? Are you that accident down the road? We're like, no. <laughs> the accident up the hill. We are, we're the car problem. <laughs> I didn't want to tell them. And then they we're not them. like those idiots. <laughs> no, yeah, fuck no, our car's up there. Yeah. <laughs> up there where it's safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my shoe's up there. No. I, used to I left the shoe right next to it so you'll know it's mine. <laughs> Can you give us a ride into town? They took us back to the shed and the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. They're like, well, where's the car? You mean in the parking lot? The ski resort? The parking lot? Is it just dead? It's it's up on the hill. It's up on the hill. (laughs) What do you mean it's up on the hill? It's It's up on the Black Diamond. It's over there. (laughs) Well, we've got to call Pika Pika. No, you don't. No, trust me, you don't. No, you don't. They call Pika Pika Pika. Pika. like, what do you want us to do about it? Get it off. Right. I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. Thank you. We're trying. So then I called, and then my buddy had a Pathfinder. Yeah, he couldn't quite get up there. I'm gonna <laughs> say it. Dotson got up there in his pathfinder. Do you know what the difference is? I was his people in the Dotson were drunk. People in the pathfinder had sobered up by his then. pathfinder. I mean, he was just trying to creep up, but you know, right. and then it got to the point where his pathfinder was spinning all four yes. wheels. Yes, yeah. I'm like, no, bro, you never underestimate the power of drunk people. Yeah, you're gonna have to hit it like I hit it <laughs> yeah. at five o'clock. In the exactly. Pedal to the metal in second gear. You had to go get another Dotson. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that'll extract the Dotson is another Dotson. Yeah, yeah, so you get it back. You have to get a cup. Still there. Got our chain falls. Well, we backed all the way back down and then hit it with some purpose. With some, yeah, we made yeah. it up to my you, my car. You got some enthusiasm. Hooked onto it, pulled it out, and got it out. And then you just went straight down the fucking hill. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was like this. Yeah. Little fucking Susie chapstick and yeah. shit. I'm not going to lie. In the cold light of day and sober, I wanted to hit it again. I'm, I'm like, sure you did. I almost had it. No, you we, wanted to put a flag up there. You it. wanted to go take it back up and take a picture of it. <laughs> Post can, that picture I up in a bar. I the right line this time. I just got to stay out of that rut. I right. made it. Right. Right. Doesn't it suck that back then you guys didn't have iPhones? Right. You could have photographed Because there'd be a million videos and pictures. That was yeah. what happened to. Because no, no, I, I called Peggy. I called Peggy before I, I tried to call my buddy, and then I called Peggy, and then I called my buddy, and I couldn't. You know, yeah. couldn't get a hold of anybody like you can today. Right. So I ended up my buddy. I eventually got a hold of him, and he came out. Meanwhile, Peggy heard about it, but couldn't call me back because I had already left the shed to go right. meet up with my buddy. Exactly. Congratulations. She, ends up show, she drives all the way out to Pika Pika, and I already got rescued. And you were gone. <laughs> she called off work to get there. Oh, I, shit. I, I was not fucking... That well, sucks. it wasn't work work. It was just an internship. Maybe that's why she was never successful. Well, I think that's one of the things <laughs> that I... One of the things I'd like to do next year is, you know, play around a little bit more. Um, I think when we go out to uh, Mid-Ohio next year, we'll do a little more exploring. Because Mid-Ohio's fun. Right up... Some hills, yeah, right. right. Some hills and go explore. It's ridiculous what's back in the woods. I know. <clears throat> that's what I see. I want to see how how deeply can we stuff a Motoguzzi V7 in those woods. Well, I, I took your CT70 back there to take a pistol one time, and uh, I I'd had actually more of a blast riding the trails. I was like, oh, what? Oh, this they exists? go back forever back there. Yeah, yeah I, I, I took a leak and I just started. No, I mean, the whole, there's woods all the way. You can ride back into Lexington from mm-hmm. Mid Ohio. From Mid Ohio. Back through the trail system that goes back behind yeah. everybody's houses and fields and stuff. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, do more playing around this year. And you can get lost. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, basically. I'd like to do a little more playing around this year with that event. <clears throat> you know, I mean, we do a lot of stationary drinking at that event. We should move the drinking around a little bit. <laughs> I can get some dirt tires for my sumo. You, sure yeah, can, well, you don't even need, I mean, for most of the stuff. Maybe I'll take the XR. Uh, that was too high. I was just figuring I, I could buy a $300 bike when I get there. 
Or that. <laughs> hey, hi, what is that? I don't know. Does it have spark? You guys got to do the barrel racing. I did the barrel racing. The barrel racing did look like fun. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, I that looked like I was ready to kill myself. No. That's... I got smoked by every little kid, though. I was trying to ride the KLR 650. <laughs> oh, jeez. KLR 650 around the thing. I was like, I could beat him in the eye. Uh, and I'd be like, catch up to them, right. and as soon as we go into the corner, they'd take off. The yeah. Yeah. What, little kids right. on like PW50s oh, and yeah. all that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've been doing it all day That's like long. a lion trying to chase a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, It only works in certain environments. I don't yeah. think they were lapping me. I was kind of keeping up with them. But they're Whatever, like, oh, John. No, they were laughing. That girl on that pink PW50 laughing. had you. They were laughing and laughing. laughing. We were, I was watching her, and she was she was. Smoking you. I was her bitch. On the PW. Yeah, the <laughs> PW50. She was slapping your ass. But I think the PW. Went, what, what? I honestly think that PW might have had a kid on it. Because mm-hmm. it was. She was. She was unusually fast for an eight year old. You don't normally see eight year olds that fast. She was probably twice as big for the bike as she should have been. Mm-hmm. But so was he. <laughs> so, <You know? laughs> there was a lot going on. There was a lot of that. There was a lot going on here. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to venture out and leave the, uh, leave the safety of the drinking tent. In mid Ohio next year. Take a lap, maybe. Take a lap or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because really, all my, my only, I, I hate to say it, but the only exercise I got, well, exercise on the motorcycle I got, was going from our like sales area in the swap meet mm-hmm. back to our campsite, which was the distance of the whole fucking thing. Oh, if we take lies out in the woods and I think we should <coughs> take all the misfits out in the, out in the woods and lose them. They uh, and just make it like this is an adventure. We're gonna take you out in the woods and lose you. Be like the Blair Witch Project. Well, they all ride dirt bikes and stuff, so, so you know they're they're, they're, they're much good, better they're at it good. than we are. They're probably better. Oh, they're considerably better at us. You know, they got Hollister in places they can go ride dirt bikes. Nineteen hours. One thirty-five. Beautiful. Sounds like a perfect place to wrap up the podcast. The uh, any big events coming up? I mean, we're I hate to say it, but we're dancing on the doorstep when of springtime. Uh, yeah, it's February. Driven Power Show. When does that go? I think that's March. That's Mrs. Smith's birthday is coming up. Uh, really? Hey, and what should the podcast listeners give Mrs. Smith? <laughs> She's whatever they want. Mostly a book, uh, a book of excuses. Gear. <laughs> we, we're gonna give. Is Mrs. Smith gonna be riding this year? No, fuck. Uh, we're giving, Chris, we're giving only Mr. Smith sympathy. <laughs> so is it Monday the uh, Indian Summer Shooting Scoot at Oberlin <laughs> at Steve Hoffmeyer's spot? That. Yeah, I mean, it, hey, it's it's Steve Hoffmeyer. Hoffmeyer. It does. That sounds KZ-ish. Yeah, kind of. It does kind of sound KZ-ish. Ninji. That's more than two cylinders and open pipe. Oh, that's pipe. four. Yeah, that's a four-cylinder with an open yeah, pipe. Yeah, but it's not a quick rever like no, a modern. Uh, uh, that's definitely an old school. Yeah, that's an old bike. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think it's one of those KZ guys that runs by, runs down past here. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have this weird weather pattern for the next week or so. Which we like. Yeah, it's 60, 60 degrees. 60 degrees. I'm off work Monday. Yeah, no, we're going to no talk about that after. The roads. There's a ton of salt on the roads. Yeah. yeah, the roads are a little salty right now. No, I went up yeah. uh, this, uh, the hill by Fairview Hospital. Yeah. It was like an inch of salt. Oh, behind, <laughs> behind the hospital? Seriously. Yeah, behind the hospital is ridiculous. Oh, well, that would yeah. be dead. Well, but, but, so but, but good. Yeah. the hill yeah. is pretty yeah, treacherous no, going I mean, down. It's a grade C. Very yeah. slow. It's a grade so. C road. And to compensate for the grade Z road, they added 400 pounds of rock salt in every turn to compensate for a poorly maintained road to begin with. Yeah. And and at the bottom of the road, there's a, a uh, uh, 90 golf degree course. turn. 90 degree turn yeah, and a exactly. uh, creek to go right. into. Yeah. yeah. A sudden drop, short a short drop and a sudden stop. The uh, Yeah, so I don't know. I think, that's, I think Piston Power Show is probably going to be in the next event. 
for Cleveland area I don't people. Think there's anything happening. And it'll be like the first event of the season, basically. The Piston Power Show is that funny, weird show because it's like <clears throat> boats, tanks, a billion street rods, oh, yeah. airplanes, airplanes. Yeah. Fucking if it's got a what does it say? If a piston makes it go, it's in the show. Yeah, buddy. And that's really what it comes down to. Is if you could have elves, if you could have elves fix something right now, what would it be? If I could have elves. El- elves? Yeah. You mean like any bike in my world? Yeah, they just come in and take care of something. They just show up and fix a bike? Yeah. I don't know, man. Popplestones. Ambo? That's the. I mean, that's the one that's Your been. Bikes, not some. Oh. Bike. Oh my shit. Oh, I don't know. I don't well, know. The, you don't have any project bikes, do you? Oh, oh if an elf showed up and just dialed in that CL450 I got the other day, I'd be pretty fucking happy. That'd be a good start. That'd be the, that'd be like you're still excited after the initial kill. I am, purchase. and that's a very <laughs> bad place to be. Yeah. People that are aware of the Facebook and people are aware of my website know that I've got about sixteen or twenty vintage scooters on the block right now, and a whole herd of bikes. It just and there's a whole and there's about to be a bigger herd of bikes. If you want a CB750, now's a good um, time. If to you want a CB750 and you're not calling me, you are wrong. The rabbit's on the block. The rabbit, I think. Sold, I think. I think Oscar's going to take the rabbit. And I sold the TWN Contessa. What about the C90? The C90? I think the C90 might be available. Uh, I think the C90 is available. I like C90. Yeah, that's a, that's a, good, that's a good winner. The, uh, the Contessa, the TWN Contessa, with a two-stroke twingle motor, by the Ooh. way, is going back to its original owner. Well, so basically, good. what I've been doing is I've discovered with a lot of these motorcycles and scooters, what I've been is I have been long-term storage. <laughs> In the case of the Twingle, uh, the TW and Contessa, you could either say he sold me the motorcycle or that he stored it with me for $100 a year. <laughs> because the profit margin I'm making on the bike is exactly $100 a year. That is hilarious because yeah. people were sit out there saying, what the fuck, Phil, you're selling all your stuff and everything. Yeah. And in my mind, I was thinking... Well, it's just going to be temporary. They're all going to end up back with him <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, they're not. Because uh, yeah. it looks really no. barren back here. Yeah, well, it's not looking so barren over at the at the East Side store. No. The East Side store is looking mighty crowded. <laughs> yeah, the uh, showroom today uh, kind of got bloated. Everything bloated. that we, we we emptied out one of the storage rooms. Right, we turned the, one of the storage rooms into a clean room for doing these two CLs. So we decided rather than have the parts walk away from the motorcycles. We would put the motorcycles in one room with all of their parts so that the only decision would have to be made is, is this part for a CL450 or for a CL350? I already separated And Dustin's very familiar with the CL350. A 350 and a 450? Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 In the same box. Yep, pretty much. It's kind of like it would have been like old Honda dealer wow. training, like mechanics no, training. They were tech remarkably uh, would take well everything put apart, together. put it in a garbage can, and see if you could put. It no, no, that's because I spent six and a half hours there. Yeah, right. there. Uh, uh, I mean, most like yes, that's absolutely four fifty. Yes, yeah. that's absolutely. I did. Uh, I spent about six and a half hours digging out a lot of stuff, and many items were handed to me. And many items I looked at and said, that is not a Honda part. In fact, I don't even know what the fuck that is. There's so a bunch keep... of dirt, bar- dirt bike parts in there's there. Some, there and, are some... And a few car parts. Yeah, there's a, there's, a couple, <laughs> there's a couple of things that made it in there. Have uh, you gone on Craigslist and the motorcycles and typed in no title and see what you can find out? I have not played that game. <laughs> That's a great search in Craigslist. I have not played that game. Find a no title... Uh, yeah. Miss, or type in missing. No, once again, this was the first... These two bikes are the first, the first things I brought in in quite a while. 
because I'm trying to make things go the other way. There were some extenuating circum- circumstances. We're not going to get into the podcast of why these bikes came in. Mm-hmm. But the... Uh, They're your bikes, right? They are now. Okay. Currency's traded. You know, currency's well, I wasn't sure hands. if you were putting them together for a customer. No, no. These are my bikes. Yeah, these are my bikes. Ugh. They're definitely being put together to sell. They are definitely meant to sell. Yeah, they're definitely meant to, to leave and go What's out. What's the body into the world? and everything? What they, isn't? Otherwise, pristine, <laughs> nice bikes, if you could put the motors together? Uh, body work is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Motors, uh, the, the, the CL motor just Good needs pipes. to be put back together. That's the only thing. When you're talking to anybody about CLs, the first <laughs> question out of their mouth is pipes. pipes. If you're yeah, talking yeah, to somebody yeah. about a, a KZ900 or a CB750 or a CB400F or a CL... There's only one word that comes out of their mouth is pipes, followed by a question mark. I told Phil today, I was yeah. like, you could sell that CL400 pipe today. CL, yeah, yeah. yeah, CL450 yeah, CL pipe today. 350 and 150 pipe? And it's walk away and make a profit. I'll make money on them, the pile, yeah. yeah. But the point is, then I wouldn't have pipes for my CL450. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what good is a Reese's cup without the peanut butter, right? So... I just great taste, taste good I'm telling I'm the happiest guy in the world because I've have always kind of wanted a CL450. It's been on my list for a really long time. We don't come across them the way we like to ever. And when we do see them for sale, they're always 3500 bucks. So, I don't want to spend $3500 on a CL450. So, I got 500 bucks wrapped up in this one and that's a good price point. It is a good price point and it's got a title. They both you know did. what? I'd rather spend five hundred bucks. Yeah, I get more pleasure out of a five hundred dollar bike. Worth it just for the titles than yeah. a brand new bike. Because well, yeah. You know what? Yeah. When it's put back together, right. you have a sense of accomplishment. Yep, I agree. Well, I'm hoping somebody else has a huge sense of accomplishment on the motor, because uh, I don't have the time in my life right now to. So how do far this apart is next week? It's not far enough apart. Just the top end. Stop into them? Yeah. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. What it needs to do, the cams are out of it. The cams are out of it. Is the head actually unbolted from it, or is it just stripped out? Are the torsions are out? Before anything happens, we need to get a visual on the cylinders. I don't care whether it's with a camera or whatever. I'm going to flash down and light down in the spark plug holes. I know. Yeah. So we got to get a visual on that. We have cameras. We have things. We have ways to look in there. But if you know, it's just that point where it's like, okay, you got the motor this far apart. Just rebuild the fucking motor. You know, oh. they're not they're not that hard to do. It's just a matter of time for me personally. Yeah. So might as well pop it, hone the cylinders. You know, yeah. well, put yeah, the motor but, on a cart. And you're gonna have to wheel it out for every podcast, and it's gonna take whatever. It's gonna take 16 weeks. So what? <laughs> <laughs> Half of a year of podcasts, and we'll get this motor done. But you know what? It's not the worst idea. So, and that's fine. I can bring them both. I've had worse ideas, trust me. It's, it, it's <laughs> exactly it. I bring, we'll bring the motor in here, and for next week, we'll bring the motor out in a cart. Yeah, I haven't launched that podcast yet. Jim. And we'll go ahead. Don't. <laughs> Speaking of worse ideas. That, that, that podcast does need to get cut. There's, I like to say, as soon if you're just going to chime in, like, you know, just listen occasionally. Just just. But when you hear the words "chocolate thunder and white lightning," <laughs> cut. Just cut right that. That's the point to cut the podcast. Nobody needs to hear anything beyond that. that. I told Please. that guy from Chicago. Chocolate thunder said, and white lightning. I said the end of the end of the the last podcast you did was a shit show. Amen. I said that what we should do is send it out by email to. 
podcast this as I want it. No, that's pay to play. That's pay to play. That's pay per view. That is the pay per view. That will cost you. Start our Patreon account. That's the Patreon account. It'll cost you twenty dollars to hear that podcast. But if you do listen to that podcast, you will not. You you will not. You'll not be able to listen to that podcast. I turned right for that podcast. Yes, I was totally embarrassed by that podcast. So that's a that's one that nobody will ever get to hear. The uh, ever, <laughs> but you know what? I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet you if we ever have another drinking event, that it can be replicated. Oh, easily. We could have a reenactment. Easily. I'm not Pretty, drinking. I'm done. You're never gonna drink ever again. You're done. Fuck you guys. Yeah, I'm never right. drinking ever I'm again. I'm not saying I'm never drinking. I'm drinking a beer right now, but I'm not drinking. You're not drinking hard liquor. I'm not drinking hard oh, liquor. Oh, never gonna drink uh, hard liquor ever again. We'll get it until Phil makes him out dark and stormy. <laughs> you got dark and stormy. See, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought you'd say. It's like dumb and dumb. I know your weakness. I bet you will never bet. <laughs> um. I know. Okay, that, I'll take that. The, the we, I'll take that. There was back. never any. There was never any doubt in my mind that he was a degenerate booze hound. When it fucking mid Ohio, it's nine o'clock in the morning or seven thirty in the morning, and you woke me up with a dark and stormy. <laughs> and I was like, "This is how you know who your friends are." You yeah. grateful bastard. No, I was saying this is when I woke up. And, I mean, I came out well, of the. That's true, though. Ungrateful bastard. We went to bed at four thirty or something. We went to bed at four thirty, and I slept in the trailer. And I heard these guys. I heard you milling around, and like the old the old zombies are out there, like. How much is this? It's seven o'clock, and so I heard him making noise in the booth, and I was like, "Oh well, I guess it's time." And it's so beautiful and dark inside the trailer. I mean, this isn't a camper trailer. This is a fucking utility trailer. I mean, this is just a box that I'm sleeping in. And when I opened up the door and poked out, John's handing me a dark and stormy, and I was just like, "Gotta love him." I fucking love you, man. Right? This is this is, and it's not just hair of the dog. It's delicious hair yeah, of the dog. Yeah. Right? It's the most delicious hair of the dog ever. And I was like, "This is going to be a good day." And then we proceeded to drink our way through the entire day. Many ten dollar pizzas were eaten. Huzzah. <laughs> Huzzah! Huzzah! Hey, would you guys like some pizza? Yes, we'll take four. It's a matter of fact. <laughs> Keep them coming. <laughs> Don't lose our number. That's exactly. We need to come by here about every hour and a half <laughs> until one of us falls, and then come by every two hours. <laughs> All right, guys. So on that, please remember to drive fast and take chances. Press the goddamn button. Press the button.